This is uh, fuck. Is it not? I'm stupid like a motherfucker. Or, okay, because them lines look stupid. Them lines look weird on my shit. Okay, so we are back. This is episode sixty-one of Ivy's podcast. This is me, your co-host Ivy. Well. I'm a fucking host. I don't know why I said co-host. I was about to say it. I'm about to say it. I'll be doing that. I ain't, I'm not a co-host. I'm a guest. You're not back yet, nigga? I, I, man, I tell you, man, ever since school ended, I, I take my time now and do nothing, and I wake up, and I do nothing, and I go to bed, and I do nothing. That's bullshit. Cause but I got to give props to this guy, man, because I look up, man, and he's got like, you know, I think we left you at episode 40, and... Yeah. We left you at episode 40, and now you're, uh, and now you're at, what, episode 100? This your hundred special yet? Nah, nigga, I still got a whole extra fucking year because of y'all, nigga. Cause I know, I know you do. I know you do about um, I know you do about. I do. I do. You do one about a week. four episodes a week. I do one a week. Nah, you do about four a week easily. I I I I look down to TL and it's like like I said, it's like Ivy's podcast, a podcast Ivy's on, a podcast with Ivy, and a branch of Ivy, the podcast after the podcast. Might as well start my own network. <laughs> Ivy's network. Hey, might as well. Hey, I will hit up Tyler Perry, man. I'm sure. I'm sure you could be on a. <laughs> I'm sure he's always looking for fresh new ideas from young black, um, from young black writers. Hell no! First of all, I roast that nigga to fuck up. You can't. You go. Why you go roast Tyler Perry up to his face? If yes. he's trying to give you an opportunity. So if you if if Tyler Perry tried to greenlight your show. Never. Wow. I do not like that nigga. I, I see. Like that is like that is like serious hate. Yes, that's like serious pain. I feel like I said. I feel like I've been saying this for. You like, have, but I didn't know you would like turn down your show. Like I didn't know you would let your show turn down. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, like, I definitely would. That's what? tough. That's tough. But nah, man, you've been keeping this thing going, man. Yeah, man, I've been trying. I, I see. I've been you, trying, no, you have been trying. You, you have been actively making podcasts. I feel like I'm LeBron in like '05. Like I'm just trying, like to just get shit by myself. <laughs> it's not like, working no more. Nah. <laughs> Nah, that's good though, man. During the pandemic, you know, I wake up in the morning, go to work, come home, listen to one of your podcasts, and because you have so many, I'm able to do that like after every day. <laughs> <laughs> nah, y'all niggas just behind on episodes. So, nah, man, you be having like a do whatever. But I mean, it's all good though. I, that DC episode you did what like two weeks ago with that with whoever that was. Yeah, that's a carefree black nerd podcast. Yeah, I enjoyed that one, man. So I told you, niggas was a strut when I told him I said, "Yeah, I'm gonna start with killing Superman off." Yeah, I, when you told me that on the phone, I was like, "Man, like you're 100 percent like not." Getting out of their first movie Like Warner Brothers Gonna look at you Now that Christopher Nolan's gone Like Warner Brothers About to have no chill With directors Hey man You feel me I'm just like I'm just here for the, I'm just here for the ideas And the creators man You know what I mean <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that man Ain't nothing wrong with that That's that's what I'm here for As a black man <laughs> Are we gonna talk about the fact You watched Versus Did you Yeah You watched uh, So you watched Versus Yeah How did you feel Cause I was thinking about that one nigga who talking about uh, he ain't on none of the records. I said, boy, but you know every nigga say he knew every single Negro spiritual out there. He remind me of my cousin, bro. My cousin be singing like that all the fucking time. I'm just, I was more shook. Like so, when you called me, like I, I first, cause I, I was gonna watch the first one they were gonna do. Yeah, that got stopped because that was um that was the night we were going out. We were chilling for my birthday. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was gonna watch. Gonna, I was gonna have it set up. We yeah, I was gonna it. watch. And so I think someone had got COVID or something like that. Yeah, Shanti caught COVID. So. I I didn't even know they had rescheduled. I didn't even know they rescheduled it until you called me. And so you called. It was supposed to start at eight. It was supposed to start at seven. It was supposed to start time. at seven. You called me at 
Eight, seven forty-five, yeah. and it still hadn't started, bro. We and so that's when I hopped chairs, on, bro. And it, and then I think when it go, it didn't start till eight thirty. Yeah, about eight thirty. And what was so hilarious to me is like Keisha, like she got on the episode, and like she looked like we were late, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, wow, like this is like I was not expect, I wasn't expecting her to come on like y'all, my bad, my bad. She looked like like she was like, like she looked like she was fucking just over it. Yeah, she looked like I was like, bruh. <laughs> I I tell you, the one thing with the verses like, um, for me like I kind of prefer watching like the like like um who was who did Gucci and, and yeah I think like for, for the rap because just off the energy of it like I feel like when you're doing like rap songs, it it's a little more entertaining. Oh, versus, easily versus like you know the R and B and. Or whatever. Oh, big facts. So I didn't. I didn't watch as much of that one, mainly because it was like eight thirty, and I was like, eight. It was late, bro. I had to work the next morning too. <laughs> I'm just sitting there like the tweets were funny though, bro. No, nah, because that DJ was ass. This the nigga, he, were, he that nigga ran the same songs. <laughs> well, that's because he wasn't expecting to have to. He have to carry a, a an hour and what thirty minute segment, bro. This nigga played the same fucking five records, Bruh Someone said them girls were sick after eating all that Doritos and it's drinking so Ciroc, right. boy. I was dying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was. <laughs> but yeah, that shit was fucking funny to watch, man. Because Keisha had a whole attitude. She did. Like she came on and she, and she. I mean, she 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 looked like she didn't want nobody to say nothing. You know, it's funny. That attitude is why I used to love Keisha Cole as a kid, though. Hmm. Hey, I just remember. I remember she married Booby Gibson. She sure did. Did I she? think they had a TV show? That's the one thing everybody everybody kept bringing up. Booby Gibson. I said, I bro, is that all y'all know her for? Yeah, no, I mean, I just remember. Well, yeah, I'm a basketball guy, so I'm always. I remember, but I, I was just like, man, they were like married. And I remember because he was like, he was on that Cavs team where we talk about um, LeBron carried a bunch of scrubs. Like he was the starting sure. point guard. He was the starting point guard for that team. They tried to make it like he was like good, and he wasn't too good. But it's awesome. see, that's the LeBron and Luca effect right there. The LeBron and Luca effect, yeah, it is. And it was tough about it when you're building a team. It's like because he makes the players you have better. You, Niggas think they all good. Yeah, you miss you. You can. It's very easy to misread the Come, actual. Like for example, I'll, here's my example. Um, the Thunder going on those runs. Half folks thinking that Scott Brooks is a really good coach. Yeah, but Scott Brooks' whole thing is like, "Hey, just give Katie or Westbrook the ball, and they're gonna do what they do." Yeah, you see, but you see, you see it with Washington because it's not working because them niggas not Washington. I believe has been a disappointment this year, only from the standpoint now Russell Westbrook's been hurt too. Um, yeah, that's why I'm niggas talking about it's Westbrook's fault. Like that's what I'm, I throw that out the window. But they've been disappointment. But it's a, a lot of it's due to coaching. Yeah, you need to give them some form of system because they don't have great. Washington never had great defense in yeah, the first place. They're gonna, oh yeah, they're gonna, yeah, they're they're in a very interesting spot. It's just, I feel like it's kind of one of those like when your last ditch effort, you know, to kind of like salvage, not salvage, but your last ditch effort is to make this team like a good team. Oh, big facts. And they're like big ooh, facts. They're like one and nine. And see, now you're at the point where like, okay, like Bradley Bill, where are you trying to go? Bradley Bill, where are you trying to go? And um, I'm sending Westbrook somewhere too. Oh man, I, where, where where can he go? No, uh, you know, you know where he can go. 
Never. You know where he go. Never. He go to the OKC Nets. N- <laughs> That's where he go. Truthfully, I'll say this about Westbrook. Westbrook, Westbrook always plays hard no matter what. Yeah, 100%. So if you're talking about trading Kyrie for Westbrook, I'm taking that trade easily. Ooh. Easily. Ooh. Maybe throwing maybe throwing a pick for maybe throwing a pick to uh to the Nets. So, so I will back. so the Nets lost to the Cavs twice and it was Kyrie's first game back. And I'm sitting here thinking like would they ever entertain trading Kyrie? I think they should. I really do think that they should entertain the idea of trading Kyrie. But what also tough is Kyrie's like Katie. You would have to get Katie's like stamp of approval. You know what I mean? If I think over time, if Kyrie's just like still being Kyrie, and I, I'm okay. So here's the thing: I love Kyrie as an athlete. I love like the thing. And he does a lot of good work. Like I and feel like he, I feel like people do this thing where like when you criticize Kyrie, then they want to go say like he paid for like all like which like, is which is fine. Yeah, right? like he does a lot of great which things is, in the community. We're not taking away from that. And that's like, per- and stuff. truthfully, that is perfectly fine. I have no issue with that whatsoever. But at the end of the day, um, it's basketball. Yeah, I, I feel like some form of transparency between, but to the point, your teammates didn't even know where you were. Yeah, that's kind of an issue. And if you want to, I don't know. I've always had this thing where I don't care about philanthropy. So I never seemed like it never seemed like Kyrie wanted to buy into something or even do what it was needed to go that level. Right. Except for the what two years LeBron. Yeah, because there's no reason in Boston. I see Jalen Brown. I see Jason Tatum. I'm seeing Gordon Hayward. I'm seeing Al Horford. Marcus Smart and Terry I said, Rozier was on those teams. Rozier was on that team too. I'm just like, there's no way I'm looking at that roster. Said, huh? We should figure this out. Yeah. He was quick to go. I'm just like, bro. Yeah. Like, he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way too. Well, because they went to what hurt. What hurt that situation is they went, they went to, to the conference finals without conference him. finals without him. And they went without Hayward too. But again, hey, we know what Hayward. But Hayward, brings. Hayward bought in. Like oh, Hayward, for sure. Like Hayward, when Hayward came back, it was Tatum. It was Tatum. Tatum was the one. Like it was his team, not and, his team. And, but he was the main like scorer. And Kyrie, Kyrie wants to be the main scorer. And well, then he came back and he was trying to tell them like, we need to learn how to win and stuff like that. But they went to the conference finals. Yeah, that's why they're like, dude, like we've done this. Exactly. Like, we, we've we've won. Like we were like a game away from playing LeBron. I mean, playing in the playing in the finals. Without you. On Tatum's rookie year. On Tatum's rookie year. And without Hayward. Tatum's rookie year, maybe Brown's second. Second year. Second or third year. like a Second year. So, That's yeah, no, it, it, it's, they're going to have this. I always said that you don't really need to do anything this year just because, you know, just let it play out. Um, but, you know, if you, if, you, if they lose, like, let's say they barely make it as like a sixth or seventh or seventh, seventh, sixth seed, and they get bounced in the first round or even get Make the bounce first round and get bounced in the second. It's like, time to entertain the idea. You're gonna, of have, Kyrie. you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna have to ask Kevin Durant the hard question. Like, look, man, like, now, Kevin, like Kevin, do you? We can get a nice haul for Kyrie. Like, we can really, you and Harden are a, a really great. Like, you talk duo. about duos in the NBA. The only one that's like on your level is LeBron AD. Like, that's it. That's it. That's it's so. And if and that's why I said if I were the Nets, but maybe I'm also big on Westbrook because at the end of the day, I know. People love to say that Westbrook's just like kind of in his own world. He was in his own world at OKC. He, you saw him try his best to buy into Houston. Mm-hmm. He had COVID. He had a hamstring issue, in during the bubble. But outside of that, he tries his best. He wants to. He wants to do him and win. 
Now, again, I don't think that I don't think that him and Harden had issues playing with each other. I think it's the mess that happened with the office. I'm pretty sure them niggas actually like playing with each other. They seem like they like playing with each other. I think it's one of those things where it was like they always tell you like you may not want to like work with your friends because you yeah. realize you don't like you don't like everything about that. And I think it became one of those where it's like I think Westbrook is like a super laser focus. Like he like he I don't want he's dedicated. Like For sure. like when it comes to like the season, when it comes to basketball, like he seems like the kind that like that's on his mind. Like he's trying to hoop. Like he's for watching sure. film. Like he's doing that. For sure, for sure. James Harden and it and it, it does seem like last year I, at some point and it, probably going into the bubble, but Harden just real he was done with the situation. Yeah, he was, and that's the sad part because you could tell he was over Houston. Yeah, and I think that rub. I think that frustrated Westbrook, Westbrook. where you're like because Westbrook because he's, tra- he's still trying to win. Yeah, and that's why I think if you bring him to the Nets, if you want to see me throwing a Nets jersey, send Westbrook, okay, send Westbrook out there. The OKC Seattle Nets. <laughs> yes, sir. I love it. The big four that almost that could have been that almost was. I send him out because I. Uh, in the end of the day, you see why what I don't care what anybody says. Westbrook and KD really work. You want to you want you want you want you want you want to play a fun conversation. What's up? How close OKC was to really being ahead of the curve in terms of small ball with the bo- if they if because they chose because they had Ibaka at the five. That's what I'm saying. If you keep Jeff Green, yeah, they keep Ibaka at the five. But, and then you because because they had a, at first they thought he well not he, he was a four because y'all y'all ran Kendrick Perkins at the five. But the reason that the reason um. Because Ibaka used to be the five, but the reason we ran Ibaka at the four and got Kendrick Perkins, because we were going up against teams that had great centers. We were going against the Lakers. We were going against the Mavericks. We were Fine, going against. Yeah. We were going against uh, who was Zebo. We were going against the. That was our actual well, rival. And, and and fours fours were fours. Yeah, they say fours were tough. Four, like, like we were going against we had the Lakers, Paul Gasol, the Mavs had Dirk. Spurs had Duncan. Like, Even Portland had like Aldridge. Blake Griffin yeah. was starting to come in. Like Force, yeah. Force was a deep Ibaka, position. Ibaka was great defensively, yeah. but man, he could not do shit for you on offense. Yeah, but no. if we needed a if we needed a good five, but I think about a player that had more impact on the, with the eye test than his <laughs> box score showed. It was Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> defensively, that team got way better. Okay. The moment Kendrick Perkins was there, now Kendrick Perkins came. So he's your, not on the championship team. Yeah, he was. He was okay. I could, I, you know, we got we got rid of Jeff Green's bitch ass way before. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say I knew Jeff Green went on championship team, but I couldn't remember. Oh, yeah, Perkins is on there. Yeah, Perkins to tell you, he told the story about when he first got traded and they had just got back from a game, like uh, an away game. He expected all. He said because normally he sees teams after away games, they're like chilling. They're just kind of like they're just working out a little bit. They're not really playing. They just like getting their sets in. He said he watched the niggas like run games, like pick legit pickup games. They wasn't doing those shots. They was legit running three on three. Yeah, man. I mean, like, like y'all were young, so young, like y'all young single. Please, man, listen to listen to me. Get Oladipo, get somebody young, and you'll watch yourself have a good time next year. <laughs> get you a young player because I'm young boy. I'm having the time of my life watching these young boys now. It's fun. I'm watching. I, love- I always say it's a fun. It's a fun time when you're just like, well. It's a fun time when you feel like okay, we got some young pieces, and you're just like now we just get to watch them like grow. See what was hard about what, when the Mavs were like bad those few those couple years was like 
we were bad, and then they were. I had no. Um, yeah, they were trying to sell us on like Harrison Barnes and Wesley Matthews. Yeah, that got it. That one. Nerlens Noel and Dennis Smith. That one really had to hurt. Yeah, so it's like you're not you're not watching anything. You know, you're just kind of like you're just like you know like like this is fine, but like. This it's, is this isn't the team. It's nothing really special. Yeah, so that 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 that's not that's not fun. But I mean, you know, you gotta enjoy it. And so we're enjoying it in Dallas with Mr. Doncic. I can't. I know I said his name wrong, guys. Doncic, Doncic, Don, 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 whatever. I, I sound like Coom, Kumate, Black Coom, <laughs> Coom, Black Coom. I sound like Chris Webber right now. Can't say nobody's name right. Hey, I'm gonna need you to chill on Chris Webber, bro. I'm not chill. You know what? We gotta have that discussion right now because you you call me every day and you be this guy be defending Chris Webber. I don't defend. Chris. I just, this guy I defends just, Chris Webber while while he messes up. I just he messes I just, up everyone's name. I just want to know. Per, I just want to know why is your hate for Chris Webber so strong? I've told you because I he feel caused like, my dad pain. My dad never got to see mm-hmm. the Fab Five winning that. Because everyone knows my dad is a Mich- diehard Michigan fan. He is. So he really is. So he they they didn't win a national championship. My dad always says he said because they, they lost to Duke the first year. Uh huh. So my dad always says like we were supposed to lose. Duke was like one of the greatest teams ever. Duke Duke will forever. Be. That's the Christian Leitner Duke. Like Christian Leitner bought me early. Duke. Duke in general. Yeah. Anytime Duke goes that far, they're yeah. going to be a great team. He said we we lost to North Carolina last year and we were the better team. And that one always sticks with me. Then he lied to the grand jury. Oh. He <laughs> hit them with the. <laughs> then he lied to the grand jury, so he really should be in jail. But that's another story for another day. <laughs> and then, and then, he, then they throw him on TNT, and they don't know what to do with him. Sometimes he, he, here's what happened: you skipped his whole Golden State career. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Let me go into more depth. So he goes to Golden State, and they they give him like a one year deal with a player option, which is weird, by the way. Well, well, if '90s NBA contracts were really, for example, it's, apparently it was uh, Jay Williams. So for oh well, no, no, it was before Jay. I think he. I think he was the one that fucked. Oh, it that up. made them. Made them. Like yeah, for example, people don't realize how. So now, when a rookie ends his rookie deal, he enters restricted free agent. Yeah, it used to be unfor- used to be unrestricted. So that's how Shaq ended up leaving after what after four years, and he just yeah. and he just left. And they because had nothing to show yeah, because the restricted free agency, it's easy to um, if you guys are offering the same money as a as a rookie deal. If you give me a hundred million in Orlando and I'm getting a hundred million to go to LA, and too it re- restricted. If he signs that offer with LA, like I, I get the option to match. So yeah. I get that. So if you I, match it, you keep it. Yeah, you keep him. So like, like it's like, it's like I mean, he can try to go, but he's not going anywhere anytime soon. And so, oh my goodness, oh what? my god, of my life. <laughs> oh my goodness, oh man. So nah, so, then, so then Chris Webber goes to Sacramento. No, I'm sorry, he goes to Washington. He teams up with Jawan Howard, and just like they did with the Fab Five, they don't do anything but sell baggy shorts and and cool shoes. Uh, he goes from there to Sacramento, which he turns them around and becomes the greatest player outside of the last three minutes. Shout out to Bill Simmons, the Ringer Podcast. Man, listening to them, that's why it's funny to talk about the Kyrie. Because when he said, when he talked to me, he said, "Hey, man," he said, "Bill, you know how he felt when you wanted to just personally take Kyrie to the." Um, you want to personally take Kyrie to? Oh, because Kyrie's oh Bill Simmons. Yeah, Bill Simmons. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's Mr. Celtic. So when he said he wanted to personally take Kyrie to the um, to the airport and like just personally like take him with all his things and just go, that's how old boy felt about Washington. <laughs> that's how he felt about Chris Webber. So Chris Webber goes from I think goes to the Sacramento. Sacramento where it, Chris Webber, which in Sacramento he was great. Sacramento is he where was, he was. He good. was fun to like. 
They they rebuilt that team. I mean, they were. I mean, they they were they were title contenders. For somebody that I used to play NBA Live at that time a lot, the Kings were like one of the best. The Kings, the Magic, the Lakers, those were probably like the best teams. Depending Spurs, Spurs, and depending which year it was, the Mavericks as well. Those are the most fun teams to play with. I was big on hitting hitting with hitting with the uh, hitting them with the Mike Bibby and Chris Webber pick and roll. Yeah, that was my shit back then. Yeah, then Chris Webber blows his knee out in Dallas. That was hard to watch, even when we were kids. But again, I was never a big Dallas fan. Like that is true, you weren't. I did, I really never got it because my my family's not from Dallas. So part of part of why I love connecting with Mavs fans on Twitter is because the Mavericks did not appeal to a lot of young African American fans. Like 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 growing up, I, like I was probably the only little black dude rooting for dirt that I that I knew personally. You know what I mean? Like everyone else would be rooting for like Wade and Braun and all these guys. So and everybody knows me. I like Dirk. Everybody knows I. I really am a big fan of Dirk. Um, actually, I've, well, I, and I I've think I've I've defended Dirk quite a few times. Yeah, on I think I think. Well, now I think it's a lot of people respect Dirk. You know, mm-hmm. and really like understand his greatness. But like back in the day, like people just like he just wasn't appealing to like our yeah. our our demographic you know he was yeah. he was shot threes white guy yeah and also um so he was to uh, to us well at least the main demographic they thought he was just like a Tony Kukoc yeah and i think at least from my personal perspective that i've never even now i like luka it's still hard for me to identify with dallas cuz that that was never my what my about, stomping grounds were i'm about to say you're not really like my first NBA games, I went to the Atlanta Hawks games when uh, Dikembe was still in Atlanta. Yeah. I went to a lot of the games. I was in it, yeah. And then my dad, he's from Indiana, but he's a big Seattle. He's big on Seattle, so he was a big Seattle fan. My mom's from Oklahoma. That's why that story is always so funny. <laughs> that story will forever be hilarious because I remember getting a call from my pops. I was on vacation at the time, and I get a call from my pops. He blowing up my phone. I'm like, what the fuck? I said, Dick, I'm out of town. What you blowing up my phone for? And then Pop said, we going going back back to OKC. No, he's, OKC. He's like, did you hear? I said, Dad, I'm, I'm I don't watch the news. I'm on vacation, bro. Like, what's up? He said, they moved they they moved the team to Oklahoma. I said, they actually did it. So you know what's funny? You want to know? You want to talk about an era era different era difference or whatever? Mm-hmm. How fast sports news. Like you're able to like right now because we all have phones and stuff now. But people don't people don't realize when we were growing up, the only way you knew about the game from last night was you had to go like watch SportsCenter, like or get on the NBA.com or something like that. Like you didn't have Twitter, you didn't have that. So like when they moved, like you know it was on SportsCenters, but you wouldn't know if you were watching like SportsCenter or something like that because it wasn't just like it was just like a meet all this news different. Like now we know yeah. when players are like. And- I think yeah, that's why I had the conversation. I said a lot of people don't remember the full story of how they got to they got to Oklahoma. I said if you're watching what happened, it was pretty much right in your face about what was going on. Yeah, like the niggas didn't want to pay for a new the niggas didn't want to pay for a new stadium. They yeah. didn't. They wanted to kind of try to boycott the whole thing. The old boy said he's like, hey, I'm not trying to move. Yeah, <laughs> but if he said I'm not, he said, hey, listen, he's the old y'all y'all's dude sold team to me because y'all wasn't making no money. I bought it. Yes, I am from Oklahoma, but hey, if you guys are still boycotting us, listen, I don't want to do it, but they have showed that they can keep a team alive. So I won't, I yeah. won't do it to them if I don't have to. Yeah. They thought they was bluffing. <laughs> they just looked up. There they was a gone. whole vote, 28 to 2. <laughs> they were gone. 
And I think one of the ones was my Mavericks, which makes sense. Yeah, because he was like he's like the only. Marquise, well, we got no mark. Well, we got. You believe in small markets. Well, that and um, so with no team there, there were probably I don't know yeah, everybody, but it's probably like a nice chunk of those people that rooted for the Mavs because mm-hmm. that's probably that's probably closest team to them, right? To the Mavs, the Mavericks, uh, Seattle. No, not to, to okay, so the Oklahoma market. Oh yeah. So you probably had a lot of people yeah. in that Oklahoma market. I will definitely. I will say this. I did have a lot of relatives pre um the the finals run. They're rooting for the Mavericks. Yeah, so like Mark Cuban probably like, you know, if y'all get a team, that's that, that's a lot of that's a lot of his that's a lot, probably yeah, a lot of his market that he's losing. I so was, I can see that. I would say this legit, not even because remember I'm not even from the I'm not even from downtown Dallas. Yeah, I'm kind of on the outskirts a little bit, outskirt. a little bit. Yeah, from we did, we used to time this perfectly. We say if no if there's if it's not if it's a good weekend no traffic, to get to from our house to my grandfather's house, including getting gas and everything, that's a three and a half hour drive. Dallas is not that far from OKC at all. It's not. I didn't even realize. So I went. It's I'm, a quick drive. I went and visited a friend out there. He stayed out there by uh, UNT Denton. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't even realize my dad. Okay. My dad was like, you, "You were probably about like not uh, that far. Not yeah. that far from just like maybe like forty five from Denton. Not even no, forty five minutes to going to, go, going towards Oklahoma. Not even from Denton to Oklahoma. We're talking about OKC or the border. Just border. Just Oklahoma. You're about 20 minutes. Oh, wow. See, I didn't even know I was that close to it. Yeah. I didn't know I was that You're close about, to it. Because we went to, because I used to go to the casino with my mom randomly. It would take us about an hour and a half to get up to um, the casino, uh, yeah. Windstar. Because Denton is about an hour away from us. And it's like a little extra 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. Maybe to get to, and the Windstar is a little bit past the border. Yeah, you're not that far away from the border of Oklahoma. See, I didn't know that. That's cool. I should have went to Oklahoma. Hit Windstar up. You niggas should have went to go see motherfucking uh, Slim Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> bro, y'all, mi- y'all missed out on the area, bro. Going to Bricktown, <laughs> right by the Chesapeake. Loud City was a thing. Boy, the I like how you say I, I missed out, and you named all these places. I have no idea. I have no <laughs> idea what Bricktown is. I like how you said I missed out. Brick- and then you- okay, so you've, you've, have you ever been to San Antonio? Yes. You know, like the Riverwalk, and that's like right by the Yeah, arena. Dirty Water. Yeah, that's exact. That's legit what Bricktown is for us. <laughs> Except ours looks better because it's newer. The but dirty water. We have the big uh, AMC theater behind it. Hella, hella like, hella like dope restaurants. And then it's right like across, restaurant. It's out there. It's not Katie's no more. Oh. They legit changed the moment he left. They changed that name. Oh, man. <laughs> the pool was bomb though, man. They had all his like. Uh, was it like a fancy upscale restaurant, or was it just like a nice little burger joint, or somewhere in the middle? I go to a restaurant, but not like a super high class restaurant. That one. Okay. The what was cool about it was that they had like all of his every time he had like a first uniform. Oh, they had, had all his jerseys up there. Yeah, every first uniform that he won of a new, of wore of a new colorway. Oh, they, they had, had that, and they oh, had dope. also every single shoe that's like dope. lined up in glass cases of his. Damn, that's dope. Yeah. Respect. That's yeah. When KD, I first, KD. When I first went, I think I was. Um, this sounds so silly. Food was nasty. No, the food is good. The KD cookie. <laughs> the first time I went was with um when they first when they were like stealing the comeback against the Spurs. <laughs> I feel like the food was probably like as good as they were playing. So like they had a bad game, like you might want to stay away from it because like the food. Oh, uh, no! Oh, when I went, whenever Katie had his foot broken and then Westbrook was hurt, yeah! see, like, okay, boy, man, I was sitting there saying it's alright. I mean, I guess. <laughs> Like I guess it's good. But then when they out here, when they out here going crazy against the Clippers, we were tight. <laughs> <laughs> that was... All you can eat, shots on me. 
That's why, man, I can't wait till Loud City comes back and I'm an actual adult and I can get drunk. <laughs> okay. You got to go out there to the Oklahoma game when they had the fans. Like, go to an actual game in OKC. I've been to an actual game in OKC. Oh, that's dope. It's just, yeah. Even um, now, I get, before pandemic, one of my mom's, uh, not my mom, my aunt's brother. So, I yeah. guess he's my uncle by marriage. The one I told you the story about, he had the... Um, at the baby shower, he said, "Let's go hoop in the back. Let's go." Uh, he had like a full court in the backyard, cement. Said, yeah, he cement everything. He said, "Let's go hoop, like a legit full full court." He said, "Let's go hoop." I said, "I bet." And I changed into some fucking um, running shoes I had. Okay, broken ankle. This nigga pulled up. This nigga pulled up. I swear to God, this it's no one believes me too. I had to like show. You remember the alternative uni- alternative uniform for who? Let me pull up the picture actually for you so you can see what the fuck I'm talking about. The alternative uniform for Okay, see? Yes. The first ones y'all had? Let me sh- let me show you exactly. The black and white ones? This joint. He had oh. this. He, no bullshit. He had the shorts, the jersey, those exact same shoes. And the knee pad. The, the socks, everything. The leggings. He had uh. all of the KD socks. Uh. I said, oh. When you play somebody like that, like, you know they're just going to post you up a lot. No, like, this like, nigga, he was shooting. Uh, I told you about something about OKC niggas and wearing the KDs. Uh, this nigga, he started hitting long. He hit me with the fadeaway. Would you say he was thunderstruck? <laughs> <laughs> we not letting your boy get away with that, boy. We not letting your boy get away with that. <laughs> no, that, no, that's the man. That was, that's the Oakland him did that. <laughs> no, that's the man in Oakland that did that. That shit. man had on a smooth OKC Generation 1 jersey on and some KD5s. Nah, man, that wasn't us. He didn't do that with... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> we not letting you. That man was thunderstruck with a little white boy. <laughs> I'm thinking back on it all. No, no, that's funny. No cap. My uncle had on the KD fives because sixes didn't come out to the following year. I have never ever seen that movie, and I never ever will. I almost bought it just to you're, see what it was like. Sick, I just want, I've never seen the movie, so I'm like, look. I've never seen that. I've never saw the Kyrie movie because I won't because I don't want. You, to. you ever seen Uncle Drew? No, I don't want to. We have to see Uncle Drew, bro. My sister, they be telling me, they be like, bro, you have to see Uncle Drew. It has all she says. She told me she was like, it has all your favorite players in it. I, mean, I said, who? I said, who was my favorite player I in this mean, movie? I mean, they could have done better than that Uncle rock. Drew was cool as a commercial, as but a I, concept. I think, I think you have to have, like, Kevin Love. You have to have Maya Moore. You have to have – you need a Draymond Green in there. You need a Paul George in there to make that movie work. Yeah. Them niggas gave us Reggie Miller, Nate Robinson, Can Chris we talk Weber, about Shaq. how I do not understand how people – after the first commercial, unless it was completely staged. But I don't think the first commercial was completely staged. No, the first commercial was not staged because niggas was like. There is no way if I see some old dude pull in a, up in a tech in a Nike tech fleece suit, start crossing everyone over. Like I think this <laughs> is a like at some point this isn't a real old man, and it would not take me long to figure that out. The one where I became a fan of Kyrie was the same one Kevin Love was in. Yeah, Kevin Love. I, that's how I became a fan of Kevin Love too. <laughs> Those are easily like I think about like NBA player like commercial runs. Like Those are some of the best. LeBron had some great ones when he first no, got to LeBron Nike. has the best NBA commercial when, ever. But when he first got, he had some great ones. The, the, the Kobe LeBron puppets were great ones. I, you know which one I forgot about until recently? What's that? The Bernie Mac one. The Bernie Mac one. Where Bernie Mac was like preaching about LeBron being like the, the yeah. next chosen one. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. LeBron really got some of the best commercials. Yeah, no, that was a good one. Um, Uncle uh, Kyrie's early Uncle Drew ones were really good. Oh, the Pepsi, yeah. Trying and they, they show you the behind the scenes of how they got yeah. painted up. Then you got some all timers like the like you know the Magic 
not Magic, the Michael Bird, McDonald's, oh, the horse. They, they redid that in um. They did it with the dunk with with LeBron uh, and, and Dwight. He said no uh, jump shots. That was some serious CGI dunking right there, man. Stop it. You know what else is a really good commercial I love? What's that? The Christmas one where they did the. It's all right, sorry. Let's get this right. So he said, "Hey, okay, D. Check this. Say, hey, okay, D. Warm us up." <laughs> Have you ever seen how they made that? Yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty creative. I would have been missing all the shots. They would have been somebody, mad at me. Somebody remade that with the um, like Lonzo Ball <laughs> with his bricks. bricks. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been Ball, me. They would have been. They would be like, "All right, let's, we're gonna call the rap fellas." So. The bad news is Kendall didn't make any shots. The good news is he had just the right amount of misses that provided the vibration needed to continue the tune. It's funny <laughs> watching. They didn't have LeBron hit the jumper. They had to come in with the line. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me the camera was on. That's when he had the super headband too. That's all I remember about that is he had the forehead white one. The big ass one. Boy. Yeah, Someone yeah. Else to come back here. And that's back when Adidas was trying to put them in them ugly sleeve jerseys too. Listen. Was not a, it was there, not an error. There was a trend of... The Thunder had the ugliest Christmas jerseys up until Katie's final yeah, year. Yeah, he's the yeah, pretty dirty. Up until Katie's final year, we um because like the, because the first one we had was the name Thunder was in the same color as the jersey, so you couldn't see shit. Yeah. Then there yeah, was the sleeve jersey. Those, no, the light the, the sleeve ones were that light blue. Yeah, the sleeves were the light blue yeah. ones, but they didn't have them fitted like they normally would. Them hoes like hella big. Well, yeah, well, yeah, that's because you can't make no fitted sleeve jersey for for. Uh, Kevin Durant, bro, come on, man. You can no, nah, that look like a spandex shirt. Like, come on, man. Nah, come on, man. You can't, you can't, you can't get. You know, Russell Westbrook's fit fine. You know, com- you know, commercial I thought about recently was it? <laughs> Remember the one where um, it was KD and D Wade. Oh, and when they, they having nightmares of each other. That is KD. D Wade had a good one where he had the two heads on his shoulder. You, you probably don't remember that, but it was like he was like. He was like, now nah, Dwayne, go in here and make a nice little layup. Dunk it, Dwayne. Ah, dunk it, ah, dunk it, ah. There was another one I remember when they were kid when there was like kids pretending to be whoever the player they were saying, and they had the deep fakes of the head. Oh. Just kids, okay, I'm Dwayne. He had this big ass head like he's a fucking <laughs> little man. All right, I'm Dwayne. <laughs> I'm D Wade. <laughs> so yeah, good commercials, man. Another one good one was Paul George game with the Gatorade. What <laughs> 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 Twitter tore that up, dude. Twitter tore. <laughs> That up, somebody, somebody. See, that's why. That's why people out there that are like really good at sports. It's very important to have real people in your corner because somebody real should have told Paul, like, "Hey, look, PG, you my boy. You won for twenty on like game winning shot. Probably not best to shoot a shoot a Gatorade commercial with you shooting a game winning shot because you don't do that." Like somebody had to have that honest conversation with he him. He pulled up like he was KD and just hit. I mean, he pulled game. up, and then he think he drunk Gatorade at the end, and then on top of that, I'm pretty sure I can't remember the commercial. Well. I'm pretty sure it was like a G2 Gatorade, so it was already an L from the start because no one drinks that garbage. G2 did not taste good at all. G2, no, it didn't. It does not. G2 was so bad. It was so bad that people who are calorie watching just be like, you know what? I'll suck it up. Like I'll just drink a Gatorade because this is gross. <laughs> Like water with flavor, like no, not the water. <laughs> so no, nah, someone needed to pull PG aside. Like, hey, look, man, you my boy. PG, you, you not about that life, bro. But you don't hit game winners, bro. Like, like do a cool dunk or something. Like something, maybe like a normal shot. I think back to this uh, three point contest. Yeah, that was bad. Although my I, my my boy Wesley Matthews was just as bad. <sighs> Wesley Matthews was bad. Yeah. <sighs> Cause but, he had he had them hard bricks. But Paul George is like a Paul George is like a he's, now Paul George with Hershey is a good player. He's known for hitting threes. Yeah, 
People don't, I don't think people understand how hard the three like it's not like like catching and shooting is pretty easy. But no, you gotta I no, 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 I take it back. Catching and shooting and for shooting. a good shooter is pretty easy. Right? But you got But you got to line up. You got to line up. You have to get it off the rack. You have to shoot it, and you have to keep doing that. But you have to. Like, so you have shoot. no room. You have no real room to adjust your shot. Right, and you have to like get in the rhythm. You know what I mean? That's the hard part. And Every so, time like, I hear, doom, yeah, do do do. And and you had the gradient joints. You had the and you gradient. sat on no pain. You had the gradient. You said, and you sat on no. That's pain. not pain. That's embarrassment. There's a difference. Like pain is pain. That was just embarrassing. We lost to rookie Donovan Mitchell in six games. Yeah, that, that was pretty bad. Westbrook had it, 50, was, it was loud in Utah. Too. Westbrook had fifty points, but it was somehow his fault. It was loud in Utah. I'm pretty sure they were yelling racist stuff too. That's why Westbrook came back next year. I'll fuck you up. <laughs> no, he wasn't playing. Games. He, said, he said, "You and your wife." <laughs> <laughs> Why people like feel the confidence to talk trash to players sitting court when you're like courtside? I didn't. It took me to watching that um, one Paris Fashion Week of like Westbrook just sitting there, hang, his feet, his feet touching the ground, mashing everybody else's feet hanging off. I said, "Yo, Westbrook is six four. Yeah, no. why the fuck y'all talk to this nigga like he like shit is sweet out here? No, 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 no. We're not weird. First of all, he's just intense, bro. Yeah, I've seen I've seen that shit in person. Westbrook is intense. That boy gonna raise his kids like like dogs. Are they going to be animals? Listen, I'm, that's the energy I want for mine. That's scary. <laughs> I told you you're going to leave them at the dog park. But that's, that's another stuff for the day. Okay. So, big boy in ATL, we saw that became a meme. So, like I said, I we, we have to take credit for that. Because I feel like we, we were ahead of the we were ahead of the curve on this one. Like, go back and listen to whatever episode that was. That you was 41, know. I think. We literally said big boy is the Oscar winner in this very not Oscar movie. Like, big boy in every scene he is completely... Steals the show, like he was awesome. That scene when he pulled up, all day. Oh, Ant, man, Ant drop his, drop his, uh, drop his milk. I said, wow. <laughs> he said, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, the one even when the first one with Ant, when uh, he took him to get that dog food, and he was spilling it. <laughs> I was just like, bro, big boy's acting in this. You said, what you you getting some? You getting some? <laughs> nah, the funniest. You smoke, you smoke. They had different names. You smoke. You smoke. You smoke. One <laughs> of the funniest things though, when he was beat that with Ann in there in the car with that one girl, he just out there beat. Bro, that when that nigga up. said, "Yo, somebody hit my drink, man on parts," and that was his cousin. <laughs> he was beating the fuck up on his cousin, and don't you dare tell my mama. <laughs> I told you, big boy wins like that movie, bro. He's great in it. He's he's like he's it's his movie. Like I I I want the big boy. I always I, I want the sequel. That's just him, not the rest of them. I care less about the rest. Of, I don't need to see uh, the, how the rest of them turned out. So this Willy Wonka prequel. So you know what's funny? I didn't even have to like if they had if they had just said we're looking to cast two white people. My two white guesses would have been Timothy Tom Holland and Timothy. Huh? <laughs> so when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, okay." I don't. <laughs> people, people is it a pre? No, is it a prequel to? It's a prequel to how before he became. But um, is it in the same like universe as? I don't know. I don't give a shit either. <laughs> Probably. Who knows? Just not a movie. We, we we know the prequel. His dad didn't let him have candy. Like Johnny Depp. Like R.P. Christopher Lee, man, because he did that. <laughs> Count Dooku swag that shit out, bro. His dad didn't let him have candy. <laughs> he said, "Dad, maybe I could have just one." <laughs> I feel like that was a euphemism for Joe Jackson and Michael. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> oh, I saw the Tiger Woods documentary. You visit for for Woods, Dad, and Tiger, man. Tiger said, "Hey, man, Dad, I think I'm gonna play something else." He said, "Shit." <laughs> he said, "Dick, we we saw your perfect form when you was two years old." So I have a, I have a hot take. I, know, I think he, I think his dad was lying about all them stories, bro. All right, so I, I have a hot take. What's up? I think the Tiger Woods documentary was better than the Last Dance. Yeah. Like to me, it's the, la- the last dance could have been. You could have cut a lot of those episodes down. Yeah, like the Tiger, like the Tiger Wood documentary when it ended. I don't. I don't think we needed a full episode on Steve Kerr. No, you didn't. We didn't need an episode. Well, I feel like it was it was marketed wrong. Like I always said, like the way it was marketed to us, it was like, and I guess it kind of did. But, but we were they, we were gonna see the behind the scenes, the struggle, da da da, of that last championship season. They kept giving us a bunch of info and episodes about what happened. Earlier on, okay. like we had seen so this. Cool. Now, cool for if you want to do that for MJ, because if you want to do that for MJ and Scotty, because they were the homegrown. Even Dennis, they even if you want to do Dennis, but I don't want to see anything about Jerry Krause. May he rest in peace. I don't want to see anything about. Um, I'm glad you gave him his rest in peace and not the documentary. I would love to see. I would love to see these things, but I don't want to see. I don't want to see Steve Kerr. Yeah, yeah. I thought the Tiger Woods documentary. Like, I, when I was watching it, I was only gonna watch like a little bit of it. Yeah, I'm not trying to. I'm really not trying to see Steve Kerr and like his upbringing. Yeah, but nah, back bringing it back to Willy Wonka prequel. I have no interest in that movie like whatsoever. Whose idea was this? I, I have. I do not care like at all. Like 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 you talk about straight to streaming. Like throw that on the app. So Godzilla versus Kong. Now that. I'm hyped for that one. I'm hyped for that one. Although I, I know it's gonna let me down because I, I tweeted this and I deleted it because people started tweeting me back. Where I said I know it's gonna be the story. I, a, it's gonna be the story about a family who's going through a tough divorce and it's really it's really a toy, it's really weighing on the child. And in the back window, you're gonna see Godzilla and King Kong. I fight. hope it has more of the charm of Pacific Rim. Hmm. Not the second one, but the first one. Yeah. And because they Pacific Rim did a good job of balancing out the um they didn't go too deep into their stories as much as they were trying to stop that threat right i think that's what fu- to me personally i think that's what fucked up um what's the joint that's what fucked up to me uh godzilla uh king, king of monsters, monsters. Yeah, because you didn't get much about the family in the first godzilla movie I mean, you knew his dad died yeah but yeah no I, they're I, trying to stop the threat, that's what i think it's weirdly like I don't want to like. But you know, Godzilla's a good guy now. I don't want to get on Warner Brothers, but I feel like it's weird where it's like Godzilla himself can sell a movie. Like we went into King of Monsters wanting to see like just monsters fighting for like an hour and a half. You know what I mean? Like you didn't need the weird subplot where the wife, the kid died, and the wife was behind it all. And you didn't need that. I like, just let the monsters fight, and that's what I hope with King Kong and Godzilla. It's like I don't need a subplot of the human. It works in the first in the first Godzilla movie and the first Kong movie because they're trying to introduce the character, so it's kind of like you're seeing them from the perspective of the people. But in like King of Monsters and Kong, like we know who these characters are. Like now we, we kind of want to see it from the perspective of Godzilla and Kong where they're fighting. So we'll see. The trailer comes out tomorrow. So so we'll uh, we'll see. I'm excited though. When we're recording this, we don't know much about the trailer. No, nah, we don't know much about the trailer at all. Oh, yeah, I said tomorrow. Well, it comes out, but nah. But from the little footage I've seen, I don't understand why Godzilla doesn't just, like, wipe Kong off the earth with his breath and end it. 
King, like I said, King Kong couldn't beat Samuel L. When, Jackson. That's why people were confused when they made Kong that fucking massive in that last Kong movie. I said they're about to make him fight Godzilla. That was a great movie, though. That was a great movie. That's when the 2017 was the year of bringing back properties that people didn't want back. I thought that movie was so and great. But then again, I like timepiece movies like that. But it, it's sad that... Oh, no, they definitely... And the same way that Peter Jackson did great bringing... Talking about the silent era of film. Uh-huh. He did good doing the whole Vietnam 70s thing because yeah. truthfully, in my opinion, this is just a me, a me thing. It definitely did... A lot of people don't talk about the 1933 Godzilla. Yeah. He did a good job kind of capturing the feeling of the 1976 version. Hmm. So... It was, it was really cool to watch, man, and it was cool to see just a contained story where he's not falling in love with some white woman, <laughs> like he's just like a monster. The one, thing, the one thing that still they almost did, they kind of did, because Brie Larson's in that movie. All right, so anyway, <laughs> I'm about to say my my the did one they... the one thing that freaks me out about that Kong movie. I'm, I'm not talking about no fucking white woman on this this podcast, nigga. <laughs> Kong one, Kong held her up. I was like, oh, we're doing this again. He almost kissed her. I don't know if you remember real quick the outrage that there there was a there was a magazine that LeBron did where he had some white some white girl like I remember and I, there was so much outrage about that because they, they that was what they thought the King Kong home there. but go ahead I'm sorry man <laughs> the one thing that still that was like crazy for me to watch and I still remember watching the original King Kong when I was a kid and the, 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 when they did when they did the bug scene because that was that was um something that they tried to do in the 30s but test audiences they were freaked the fuck out about it. So they had to delete that scene. It's actually good if you it's really mastercraft filmmaking if you get a chance to watch it. That one scene in the 30s it was really nice to watch. That and was on HBO Max. The oath but they cut that scene sadly because niggas in the 30s are not Ready to see giant well, yeah, bugs humans. They had just got out the what's that? They, ain't they just got out the Great Depression. Like yeah. they, they ain't trying to see that. Yeah, but watching so that whole Spanish scene, flu. So that whole scene in 05 was like um, it was an homage to it. Now it's freaky to watch. But that giant fucking yeah. that giant camouflage spider. All you hear is one nigga stop talking, and you see just some shit like stab down his throat. Uh, and I they look up. I said, "Oh shit!" Every 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 moment they're in that jungle, from the time the 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 natives ju- get them off that boat. I mean, it is that is, it is purely terrifying. And that's why I think movies like um, terrifying. I think movies. What else came out that year? Because Transformers. What oh, is that? What year is that? Tra- oh, oh, seventeen. So trans. So Transformers. Um, Transformers Five and Pirates Five ruined to me. Extending sequels past the franchise because you know things. You know, two movies really worked for me in 2017: Kong and Alien Covenant. Oh, it is. Those yeah. movies really worked for me, but yeah. at that time, you're hearing Alien Covenant, you're hearing Kong, you're hearing Transformers Five, and you're Oof. hearing Pirates Five. You're like, bro, what the fuck? Why are we still doing this? Oof. Yeah, Transform. Yeah, Transformers Five. I didn't see that because I'll never watch the Transformers. The, 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 the great Kate Yeager. Yeah, I'll, I'll never. Yeah, I'll the never, great I've yeah, never, I've never bro, seen it. Just know, Caravan of Garbage is kind of on point. That's how I felt watching it the first time. I'll never watch. They it said, before. "You know, this is a Transformer, right?" Is it? <laughs> yeah, I'll never watch those movies, man. We've talked about that. You're never gonna get me watching the Transformers movie. Oh no, I did watch Bumblebee. Great movie. Which I told you, I said, I said, I was like, that was that was dope. Great movie. She's becoming a star too. Yeah, hey, she's about to be in a what's it called? She's she about to be. Mm-hmm. She's joining the MCU. How do you feel about WandaVision? Oh man, yeah. 
You know what? You it is. I, I just it's just it's really creative, and like I know it's like the most cliche thing to say, but like it really it really is. Like, I think that the sitcom thing works. Because um, not of course, if you just keep doing the Dick Van Dyke and be which Nigel Magini era, it's gonna get stale. But heard something between like sitcoms, sitcoms at least us. I grew up watching like TV land sitcoms. Yeah, we did. That's what we grew, we knew was like the perfect family. Like we knew it was like all in the family. We yeah. knew Th- Three's Company was one of my favorites growing up. Three's Company, that girl, Nigel Magini, uh, Bewitched, yeah. Full House. Like we're looking at very perfect families. families yeah. No matter whatever the situation was, they all they could always just sit down and talk about their problems, and it was not real at all. <laughs> even like even like the issues in um in uh good times, it was like, uh, like well good well the good times is there's it's, you have pre what's the what's the one that died John Amos you have you have the John Amos John Amos era where they were dealing with like hard stuff, and then you have. When they killed him, you know, became a comedy. You know, one thing that my mom used to always crack jokes about. She said, like, "This nigga always want to blame the white man, but he has a sixth grade education." <laughs> oh no, no! I thought you. <laughs> I was like, "Bro, oh, because my, my 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 dad likes Good Times. My mom hated it. Really? And she, and, and she used to just get mad watching Good Times. She was like, "That's like because mom when she mom That's really does believe grade. in like the racism thing. Like she knows like there's like systems in play yeah, and at work. Grade, yeah. But she's like, listen." Because she's seen systematic racism, systemic racism, and her parents have master's degrees. And they still went through, like, trying times in the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. But it's like to see, like, it's like, bro, this thing got, like, sixth grade education. He always want to blame the white man or something. <laughs> yeah, Good Times is interesting because, like, like I said, the first, and then I think JJ's character, like, really popped. Like, the dynamite. Yeah. And so then. And also, st- I think Thelma worked very well, too. So, the, But the studio was, like. This is what people want to see. They want to see. Niggas ain't trying to see their dad complaining. They ain't trying to see like y'all be poor and poor and more poor. And so they, and so, you know, he didn't, he didn't like that. So that's why they had to kill him off. But yeah, good time. But no, like you said, WandaVision though, it's like, and you can tell too that they're really. She's wanting to, they could have easily phoned in that side where you're like, you're kind of doing the sitcom kind of thing, but you're not really like. Buying into it exactly. Even but, the way it's the way it's lit, the way it's shot. They even pre- apparently for the first episodes they brought on Dick Van Dyke to help kind of like stage and do help. Yeah, with I the mean, beats. like those first the first episode, even, even or the second one. I mean, it looks straight like so, it's straight up like I love Lucy. And for those that don't that want to know why the credits are so long, it's because we're used to seeing thirty six minute episodes, but they want to get the comedic timing. Sitcoms are only 20, 20 to twenty two minutes. They want to get the comedic really? timing. Yeah, back then sitcoms are not long at all. Well, I knew that, but I didn't realize that that's why they yeah. did that because the credits are long. Yeah, that's like what, I remember, I I thought I thought I thought want, it was they, like part of the episode. Yeah, no, they wanted to get the comedic. Cause I thought it was gonna be like post credit scenes. Yeah, shit, but they want to get the comedic timing of those sitcoms correctly. So I think I think it works for Wanda wanting to create this perfect life of vision that she never got to have. Yeah, I think the sitcom thing really works. It no, it it does. Hi, people. The old girl. She said, "We say talking about talking about Pietro and Ultron." But you, hey, but you, real quick, you know, you know what? Hey, what else? Are, are we doing spoilers or not? Or you want to wait? No, nah, we can do spoilers. I mean, it's three episodes in. Yeah. or something. But and when people watch this, when you edit it, but nah. What um, I was gonna say, I was gonna say um, but in each episode, it's like it's like these campy. It's like these funny. If it's whatever. But then it's like a there's all, each episode has been. It was really in this episode three, but even episode one and two. Then it's like a moment. Where you're like, okay, well, that's not right. Well, something isn't it. 
well, that's not that shouldn't happen. Like at the, when they were at the table and the dude was choking, or when she rewinded it when she was like, no, and you're like, okay, well, that is this is it. This is how this is. They can tell it's it's kind of just and the aspect ratio. I the, the way they play with that at the end of the third one, because then when it when when you know when old girl got kicked out of the, yeah, and they go back to the uh, the normal. I'm just so, like I will. So here's the thing that I was telling somebody, and I had to explain to them. I said, what my what my theory of the show is. I said she put herself in a coma because she's a fucking telepath. Tech, she's a telepath on a high level. Yeah, I said she's a telepath on a high level, so she created this. Like reality that she's stuck in, and she's refusing to come out of. So they're. Try- I said, I think that's Shield trying to bring her out. Yeah, because you could kind of see like a little they- bit, like the lights were shining on wherever she's at. She's creating some. She's created some sort of projection or something mm-hmm. where it's like her own little. Du- but um, and even I like the whole thing with the pregnancy because characters be pregnant. They go through that really quickly oh, yeah. in TV shows. Yeah. So I like things like that. And you could tell. <laughs> Vision was pressed, boy. <laughs> and Vision wasn't ready to be a dad. <laughs> and things like that is just. Because even the way they portray Vision, it's it's not. It doesn't have the nuances of who Vision really was. Right. So it feels like it's just whatever she really loved about yeah, Vision. Yeah, well, you saw it when he was like. When he, when he said, he was like, you know, Wanda, something's wrong here. And then she rewinded it. And then he came back, and then you think he said something like, "Oh, you know, yeah, we're just gonna be great. Everything's gonna be great. We love it." So she's definitely like she's controlling every aspect. Of and they're trying. I think they're definitely trying to bring her out of it because they know the power that it can hold. I mean, it's definitely how it's definitely House of M. Yeah, and that's I tweeted that last summer. I said they have potential to really d- dive into House of M. That's why I was excited for the show. Yeah, no, it's um because I think instead of her ending the mutants, I think she creates them. That would be pretty cool. I think that she creates the mutants. I, that'd be, I, 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 I would. I've always. I, I know we've had that conversation. I always thought. I, I hoped it wasn't. It wasn't something to do with the snap. I always kind of figured that's. I always figured that's, that's what la- they would that's, do, just because that's, that's the easiest thing to that's do. Lame. And I was I, very lame, but also, I, it's just the easiest you, thing. You can't do the House of M, and she snapped them away. Yeah. Back in the sixties, because like I was like, oh, that's lame as hell too. Like you yeah. need something creative to bring. No, I mean we, we used to have this conversation way back when we did the other, or the other, what well, we did the same podcast. We would say like the MCU really had to like figure out like, all right, what are we gonna do next? Like we can't we can't do the big build to a bad anymore, right? Because you don't really have another. I mean, unless you maybe do Doom or something. Like that. I mean, they're 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 clearly doing Kang the Conqueror, but right? But you can't get. But into you Kang. have. But like we're at the point now where like there's so much superhero content now. Like, Kang is not as iconic as as Thanos is. No, he's not. And Doom, Doom is he. He's a world threat, but he's still more so a of, Fantastic Four. He's villain. still more aligned with Fantastic Four. Thanos yeah. was for everybody. Yeah, exactly. Like you could do all that on a global scale. So, so um, no, I just it it was it's it's cool. And then too, like you get a lot of moments, like for example, with um with the Monica character, like that's that's old girl from Captain Marvel. Yeah, like that. That's cool, and and that's why I always say like once again with Kevin Feige, it's like. He sees like three plays ahead, you know, and and so like moments like that to me, like it's like a cool little payoff. Like we saw her, we saw Captain Marvel inspire her. Like clearly, because clearly she's probably like a cop or something like that. You know what I mean? That's her character, the old the black girl, right? Yeah, yeah, the black girl. So that, so that. Damn, that, she's fine. <laughs> yeah, so so literally, like Captain Marvel inspired her to move three, you know, in the nineties, but movies like three movies ago in Captain Marvel, and now she's in this TV show. Trying to save Wanda, who Captain Marvel fought with. You know what I mean? So like moments like that are like super cool. How do you feel about um, Wonder Woman eighty four? 
Hold on, before I go to that, and Catherine Hahn is like awesome. Who's that? That's the girl. That's the neighbor. She's awesome. From uh, Step Brothers, right? Yeah. I knew that was her. Yeah, she's awesome. It's something about her. I said, I she's said, like, well, I first saw her in Parks and Rec. I remember her from um, that. I'm just like, something about hers is always so charming. Yeah. She's like got like big. Oh, let me not say that. What was you about to say? I'm about to say like she just has this. Cause we know you love white women. It's okay. <laughs> That's not true, man. It's not, I'm not. It's, I'm it's, not Michael B. Jordan, man. It's okay. Hey, he's with Lori now, so. I know, man. That's cause he he has to like y'all bullied this man into like <laughs> y'all. Have, oh, oh yeah, y'all bullied y'all have bullied this man into thinking that that this is a, that he can't do that. So he gonna get to the point, man, where you gotta kick his mom and stuff out. But now overall, though, man, with one division, though, it's um. It's a really good show. I think if you're not, um, I think it's a show that if you're not like someone that keeps up with the MCU, you'll kind of enjoy it just because like it's something really like just really different that kind of stand on its own. Um, if you like those old, like Sam was saying, if you like those old TV land shows, that is like that's something you'll love. Just seeing like a show that's replicating, that's trying to replicate those memories you had watching like the old I Love Lucy's and like for me like. Full House, those early 90s sitcoms, like Full House, uh, Family Matters, and those kind of shows are, like, really, really um, fun to watch. So, if I were you, I would check it out. Um, we're, we're at season four. I mean, episode four comes out tomorrow. And so, um, what was I going to say? Episode four. Com- Wait. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Episode four comes out Friday. I'm I was sorry. about to say shit. Episode four comes out Friday. And you can tell they're starting to get into the real nitty gritty of what's going on. And so you even saw the end of episode three. God damn it. Step. My fucking uh trackpad was messing up. So, <laughs> overall great show. Peep it. MCU, we're back. We bite after how many fucking years? Two. One. It wasn't what, what, two. It, two. Yeah it was a two year gap. I feel like it needed it though. Like, I feel like I need a nice little break. You got to make people want your content again. They need to go ahead and put whatever the fuck that is. Black Widow? Yeah. They want that one in theaters. They need to go ahead and put that one on. Uh, you know what needs to come out? I'm sorry. Before you get going to more release Morbius, guys. Put like, that on streaming, stop bro. Stop pushing that back. Like, find you, sell that thing to Netflix for 300, 300 mil or whatever. And just put it out. And just put it out. Like, 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 we're not gonna care about Morbius in 2022 because we barely cared about it in 2021, and we didn't care about it in 2020. Put it out. I just had to get that off my chest, man. Some of these movies are pushing back, and you weren't gonna make a box office in the first. Oh place. no, we're gonna talk about that with uh, so Wonder Woman 84. Doggone it! Here's one thing I'm gonna say about Wonder Woman, right? This is the one movie I think should have been in theaters. It wasn't theaters. Well, fully in theaters. Oh. Because I, I had to rewatch it yesterday too, and I said, "Man," because I told you what my method of doing when new movies came out. Now I had to start doing it to myself: shut my computer down, lock my phone somewhere, and now my iPad. I got to like lock all those <laughs> things. Yes, see that shameless plug. Now my iPad. Shout out to the. <laughs> shut I'm out. one of them niggas now. I got the iPad on. <laughs> but I think that with. I think that with certain movies, you need to give your full attention to them. Wonder Woman is a really long movie. It's long. It and long. it feels long. It made I had I kept stopping it. I said, "Dang," because um, 
I said, dang, because um, I there's elements in the movie that I really like. But because it's so long, I stop a lot of movies like currently now when I was watching Hot Fuzz, because we're about to get into that later. Yeah, I stopped Hot Fuzz like in between to go do something real quick. I think streaming streaming is going to make movies get shorter. And I don't think that's a good idea. Because wow, now, yeah, now, yeah, that, that's, no, that's now, a good point. I didn't think of that. That's a good point. Now, if we just now if we just using if you're one of the movies that just like have a bunch of empty airtime for no reason, just to, for it to be long, then that's different. That's a good point. But some movies need to let's look at the Dark Knight Rises, right? 165 minutes. Oof. There was no empty space in that movie there whatsoever. Wasn't. That, it, like, uh, like it's Tenet. a long movie, and it, it it feels long. But like, well, like if we were to sit down and we're like, okay, well, what really could you cut out of that? Movie? You can't cut anything you can't really out of cut it. Anything out of that movie. When I'm looking at The Hateful Eight, you can't really cut yeah. much out of that movie. When I'm looking at Django Unchained, you can't cut much out of that movie. No. And that's one thing I think we're we're gonna miss about the theaters because it forces us to just sit, yeah. and just be still. And that's one thing that I've always liked about going to the movies. I put. Yeah. I text to whoever, whoever at the time depends. I normally would just like text my mom and just be like, "Hey, if you need me, I'll be out at the theater in like two, three hours, depend give or take the time." I'm locking my phone in my car. Oh wow! And I want to sit here and pay attention to this movie straight up. Wonder Woman would have been one of those things I would just like benefited from that because there's a lot of movies that I really like, man. Uh, What's getting that? What did, what did you? What do you really? What like what works for you? And now again, what works for me? Um. Like, I think we both agree, Chris Pine, him being the fish out of water thing, like, that really works. Yeah. Uh, believe it or not, Maxwell Lord. Okay. He works for me a lot. As a villain or just as, as oh boy, I, his name is slipping my mind. Pedro Pascal. Uh, yeah. As, as just, or his performance in the role. His performance, I think they misuse him as a character. Okay. But he needed to be in that movie. Okay. Um, Kristen Wiig's performance is great. Okay. I think that... Um, her motives are misused because I'm gonna get into that. Uh, but what I really like, I like the '80s aesthetic. Yeah, I think the '80s aesthetic really works a lot, actually. And the intro to the intro to it is very good. And a lot of people hate Gal, Gal Gadot. I think the thing is, as much as I've read Wonder Woman comics or I've like seen this old TV show, that was the big fear about Wonder Woman having a movie because she never had personality traits that would keep you to the movie. Right. Which is why the first one works well because yeah they they, they lean it's, it's like she's good in it but the story's just airtight yeah and I think that she's fine I have no issues against Gal Gadot there's not even somebody who get, people are like oh no she's sex with Wonder Woman give me a replacement you can't give me a replacement for Wonder Woman yeah that's true so so if you if that's your whole thing shut the fuck up because you're not gonna give me a replacement that's true. shut up about it yeah no, I mean, <laughs> like yeah I mean she's like I think you can say I think like people will say like she's not a great actor, yeah, I think, but I think she's like nails the role. Like I think she is Wonder Woman on screen. But go ahead. I think that um, it could benefit from another writer or director. Ooh, another director. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Give because this is the this is the one movie that Patty got free range on. Ooh. Yeah, she got free range on this movie. So. So she had free, she had free range on the first one. She did, but she still had to. She was still answering to um, Snyder at the time. Ooh. And on top of that, somebody else wrote the movie. Oh. Yeah, somebody else actually wrote the original Wonder Woman movie. So you gave her yeah. more free. So I, in terms of what I liked about it, like I would pretty much, I, I don't I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm copying you, but I pretty much agree with everything you just said, pretty much. Those are probably the highlights of the movie. I like the, um, believe it or not, I actually like the intro. With I her, liked with, it. with her theme obscure because you think because they don't they don't do a good job translating themes. The whole theme of the movie is 
you cannot cheat your way to the top. That's and what then, I'm gonna say. I I liked. I just didn't think the movie did a great job explaining why why that scene made made sense in the context of that. Because I know and, after I, after the movie, like a, a lot of people tweeted me like, but the first the first scene doesn't it's, like it's add anything to the movie. It's because the whole thing with the '80s and the whole because I'm not if you don't remember the '80s. I my parents were like there, so they love talking about the '80s to me a lot, and. The whole theme of the 80s was just like a bunch of just niggas trying to like just get to the top real quick, scamming, get rich, get rich quick schemes. Yep. And that's why I like Maxwell Lord's thing. People call him, people love to call him like Donald Trump. I said, nah, like he's more just savvy. I said, yeah. he's not just like, I said, he has this thing that he's trying to do. He's, he's, he's quick with the con man. I think, I think the whole thing where it falls apart is doing the whole, what we call the monkey paw thing is that you get this wish, but at the expense of something else. Yeah, and and it's like the moment, and it's like you know, like we like you know, you and me, we've we've seen it done before. You you kind of know when the movie first starts and they introduce that, you're like, okay, you have you have to give. It's gonna end with him having like unwishes wish or something like that. You, you have to give a little bit of nuance to it, like we mentioned with Billy and Mandy, they did the wishing skull. Yeah, was you get this wish, but at the expense of something like Harold, like Harold wanted to be in high school again, but this time he was a nerd instead of him being a jock. Yeah, like there's things like that, and. They made it too simple, yeah. For everybody, just announce their wish because everybody wanted selfish things. What if somebody was like, "Hey, yeah, that was my thing." I was like, "What if I wish for like my grandma to not have cancer anymore?" Like, That's the so you got to give and that now up. As Gal a wish. Gadot is like shaming me. Gal Gadot, she got to come out. She got to come back and like kill you. She's like, "All right, he's not trying to denounce his wish." She got to. <laughs> well, she she was now she flies. <laughs> So you know it's funny. The people were really debating that. That's like one of her powers. Like she I can fly. One of them can fly. Yeah. And so when people were like, and that's I, I like the invisible jet. I thought was a nice little Easter egg. It it was just it it came off stupid, but it that came was, off stupid. But I, I thought I mean we can talk about how to you know Chris Pine know how to fly this new technology plane, but but now um yeah she can fly. I think what's funny too is because she tried out like every flying pose there is in the air. And then uh, she can swing on lightning. I think for me, where it where where it does, so I get into where the movie doesn't work, and then why it's, it's half of their fault. But then I think it's half of, of DC's big picture. And I think the big picture is so you so you did the first movie with her in the thirties, forties. Nope. Twenties. Nope. When World War One. That's the. Oh, that's the, that's the 10, Yep. Okay, so yep. you do the first movie way back then, right? And it's cool because, you know, she doesn't really, you know, the DCEU is kind of doing this thing in, in the current timeline, right? So then you then you go to the 80s, right? But right now, the DCEU doesn't really know what it, where, it's, where it's going, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't really know what the current time, who's Batman, who's, who's still here, who's not. So there's only so much, and you only so, when you do those time period movies where you're like 20 years in the past, what ultimately what those movies have to do is, they have to kind of move the character in the direction towards where they are, where you know them in the current, in the current, in the current timeline. If that makes sense. Yeah. And so with her, because there right now there is really no DCEU plan for her in the in that two thousand or twenty whatever year it is or era, it's very hard to know what to do with her. And so I think with in the movie, she doesn't really have much of an arc to me. Like herself doesn't really have like a journey she's on. You know what I mean? I think. You know, they kind of give her the Chris Pine, like, I still miss him. He was my one true love or whatever. And I told you why it doesn't work for me is because, like, it's been, like, 70 years. It's been, like, 60 years. Yeah, so. For you to be hung up on this guy for, like, 60 years. Which is why, um, 
I think that DC needs to come out and just straight up just say that they're resetting. Yeah. Uh, just a soft reset. Keep yeah. the same characters, but kind of retooling what these things were. And you're getting a better idea of them doing it now, especially with Suicide Squad. Like, Suicide Squad, uh, what, is, what was the other joint? Suicide Squad, Shazam, Aquaman, and... Um, the Batman slash Flash. Birds of Prey. Oh. You get, though, you get that feeling a lot from there, but Wonder Woman, man, does it miss that mark because... They don't do this whole thing to erase anybody's time. I, I don't think DC gives a shit about their Snyder era of their movies anymore. I don't either. And I think it's time for us to accept that. But some people will not, will not accept that, sort of taking everything as canon. Well, and, well, part of that is they need to come out. They need to say, like, you know, that that we're, we're going, we're doing something different. We're doing because you don't need you don't need to do a whole, a whole absolute reset of some shit. Yeah. Hell, they they we do not even acknowledge that Ross was even in the original Incredible Hulk movie. Yeah. Liv Tyler, Liv Tyler was in a movie. He had a whole love interest that we don't even talk about anymore. Yeah, he did. Things like that like happen, so it's fine. But yeah, and so so I think it, like that movie always was kind of set up not to fail, but it was going to be very difficult because you just don't know where where the end game is for her. Like, where are we trying to take this character? Like, what is because in Batman vs Superman, if that's canon, then at some point she you like you. you and that's why I always say Snyder kind of wrote him into a wall because with her, she's like she's rejected humanity, and so at some point you would have to show like her like which is stupid to me. It, oh, it's a hundred percent stupid. But at some point you'd have to show her like rejecting humanity, and so it you just didn't you, you you just didn't really write you you didn't give a lot of a leeway of where you could go with her. And in the second one you just saw they just didn't have a lot of places they could go with with her character, and that's why. She doesn't really have an arc in that movie. Like it's it's just kind of yeah, that, just kind of. And that's why people are wondering why they got a third. I said because the third is going to be officially reset, like the official final re after the reset. And that's why I think, truthfully, in my opinion, Snyder. That's why I keep telling you, I said Snyder fucked up bad. Well, yeah. I, well, I think where they messed up is is so you gave him Man of Steel. Cool. You know, I enjoyed Man of Steel, but. You never needed to hand him the keys to the entire universe. You know what I mean? Because if he's if he's gonna have the keys to the universe, but he's not gonna be like the Kevin Feige of the universe, then he's just doing what he wants, and it's kind of hard for other directors. Like, if, I mean, if you see, like, I'm trying to think. Um, oh, I guess Aquaman and them weren't really in, but even like like Flash and Justice League is not. And I know we only saw him in like a three second clip in Batman vs Superman, but even that Flash was competent to use his powers. Facts. But you know, you I don't know if, you, if they thought it was hard to tell a story like that or whatever. So then they got dumbed. So when, anytime you give one guy the creative to do whatever he wants with a lot of these characters, it's really hard for these other directors to really figure out like, all right, well, what makes my character tick? You know, what 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 is his motive? What is his end game? And that's one thing that you have to. Um that's one of those things that you're going to have to go back and rethink about a lot. Yeah. Especially specifically, like you need to know what your character outside of the story, you need to know who your characters are specifically right. with comic book characters because right. comic book characters are character driven at the end of the day. Yep. We know why Batman is ill. Yep. Like we know what makes Superman dope, yep. but with Wonder Woman and Flash, they always had like these great areas because they were never like explored upon that level. Right. No. Yeah. And so, it's just fine. I mean, I guess if they're, if if they're going to be like the background characters, like kind of like how Black Widow and Hulk is, because we are we are pretty much know 
Marvel didn't know what they wanted to do with Hulk, so they just kind of said, "Hey, you're yep, going to be no, here and do whatever," and then that's pretty much. Because really, though, the reason they got the reason they even did that first one was Universal. Yeah, they Universal wanted, wanted a Hulk they movie. Wanted a Hulk movie because that was the only way they give them the rights or let them use the rights. It was some weird stuff, but yeah, yeah, no, I mean, you know. Luckily, I mean, I'm still excited. I'm excited for the Suicide Squad. I'm excited for all that. But yeah, well, Wonder Woman 84, that, that is really... But like like you said, I mean... I mean, I thought the, the the performances were really well done. I didn't really like the way they brought Chris Pine back. I didn't like the fact that he was like... They don't explore that at all, actually. Another guy. They don't. But they, I wish they... They, expo- just, they I, just have sex. I wish they really explored that more than they did because I think that's a, I think that's an interesting concept. I think it's well. Way. I think it's an interesting concept. If you well, I guess yeah. If you explain it, because if not, then it just kind of comes across as really weird, which it did. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I think it's an interesting concept that you can get into. If um, about uh, they, like like does he just die or what? I was gonna say, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have had. It. I guess that's why I don't like the idea of her having to wish folk away because I feel like I mean wish him away. I also would have liked. The wish thing itself is stupid because you can, there's, it's logic behind a lot of these things. Yeah. And with some of these logics, uh, with logic, so it's like, okay, so every single person has to renounce their wish away. And even the whole Maxwell Lord thing. And again, I don't take too much deep into logic because it's a fucking superhero movie. Of where course. Nothing exists. Of course. But even... So I don't have an issue as much as many people do. It's like him going on like the screen to everybody, tell them to make a wish. He has no consequences whatsoever. He had the president wish for more nukes. Like he doesn't. Because remember, like he gets his son, he, son. He gets his son back, and is and he's like, "Dad, I'll never be like ashamed of you." He said, "But I want to be the man that you can actually say you're proud of." And it just ends right there. And I said, "Wait, what?" Yeah. It did. I I, I never thought of that. There, there really is no repercussion for the act. Well, in the end, it was just kind of like the power of love triumphed. And then, and then it had the little scene at the end where it's like snowing, and she sees like, and she sees, and she's just kind of looking at the happy world she's created now that everyone's undid their wish. I wouldn't undid my wish though. I'd have been like, Shh, I'm rich now, bumpy y'all. Sounds like y'all's problem. But yeah, I, I was, I was, I think it's, it's also a movie that suffered from, um, we hadn't seen a superhero movie in a long, so it was a lot of pressure on it. I mean, it, I think it was a level of, I don't want to say end game hype, but it was, it was a lot of hype behind that movie because they always cut great trailers and that, you know, it was, it was put in a tough spot. Um, Facts. Uh-huh. Just because we, we just, we hadn't seen, we hadn't seen the superhero movie in a while. Teddy kind of fell into that, but we just hadn't seen a movie in so long that. You know, you want it to be like... And yeah, that's what I said. To me, it's not that bad, honestly. You want I, it to be like the best. Like, I've seen people put it worse than Suicide Squad and BVS, which to me is just false. No, um, I definitely can't put anything below, below and, Suicide and, Squad. And you know Suicide me. Squad's the devil. And you know me, I think BVS is just atrocious. Yeah, I know you're not, you're not, a, you're not a BVS guy. I think, I think... I think BVS fucks up in almost every single way that you can fuck up in a superhero movie. <laughs> Sorry, so you're, so you're not going to watch the Snyder Cut? No. Probably not. Honestly, no, <laughs> I'm not. I don't like this nigga. Like he, he sucks. He's he he's like giving me too much. He don't like. At the end of the day, like 
I'm not itching to go watch the next Spike Lee movie, but at the end of the day, he's giving me Malcolm X. He's giving me She's yeah, Gotta yeah. Have It. He's she's, he's giving me Do the Right Thing, Inside Man. Yeah. Like, Spike has given me a lot of things that I can just really go back and enjoy. Recent things. I mean, Black, Even Black, then, like, Black Klansman. The, I think The Five Bloods is cool. Yeah. Uh, cool. But I don't like Chirac, and I don't like Red Hook Summer. Mm-hmm. Or what's the other jump where they niggas went to um, in World War II? It was just so historically inaccurate that it was just like so just crazy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. at NA Spike is giving me like phenomenal movies and classics. Yeah. Chris Nolan give me some two pack of ass next time, and I'm gonna still go see it. Why? Because nigga fucking gave me Inception, Dunkirk, yeah. Memento. He's giving me yeah. he's, he's giving me the Dark Knight trilogy. He's giving me yeah. so much crazy shit, nigga. What does Snyder really give me that I could without a doubt say? I thought it's good. you were a sucker punch fan. I don't know why no. I'm a sucker punch fan. Nah, I like the visuals in high school. But I think they say, yo, what's the story? Like, yeah. where's the development of character? What's, yeah. Where's anything? Yeah, and then you, you turn, you, then you turn on Watchmen. Watch, I always said Watchmen is fine. Well, I think, I, I think, guess. Well, I think you said that, and then I think, but when the HBO one came out, it like you really saw, you, it really made you, you go back and think, like, man, that first Watchmen just really didn't get it. Yeah, because Watchmen is fine if you don't put much thought into it at all. But when you think about I'm talking about under. I don't. I don't do everything as far as according to how you understand the book. But if you're doing an adaptation of it, at the end of the day, we're looking at the Harry Potter movies. All the directors interpret them differently, but they're all good movies. Some are just and, well, yeah, some, and, and some but, are better than the others, but they're all good movies. Yeah, but I I think when you're doing an adaptation, though, like I mean, all those movies, I feel like hit the main points. I mean, like it's it's gonna be hard to do an an adaptation. Straight up for Order of the Phoenix, because yeah, because like, like there's like a lot of extra shit. Yeah, in it. so I mean, so, as long as you can, you know, hit the points and capture the true concept of a what the characters are and then what the story's trying to tell, then it's a good adaptation. Exactly, and, and my, I don't think your problem was he didn't, you didn't feel like he did that with that first Watchmen well because he misses the point for Watchmen. Watchmen is supposed to be a group of it's not supposed to be this idea of romanticizing violence or heroes. Mm-hmm. It's kind of that's what Alan Alan Moore wanted. A deconstruction of what superheroes are, and like as they're regular people, they have their own issues. So they're they're participating in cathartic behavior for their own selfish reasons. They don't want to be heroes for the greater good. That's what the whole thing was. But then Snyder comes this thing where it's just ha- very action packed. I about to say he leaned into the, the really the superhero part. He leaned like into, he made into a superhero movie exactly, and that's why that part just kind of mi- misses me. And it took me really also because I read Watchmen also as well. But the show leans heavily into that. Like you, it lets you know, like the when you see that oh that one chick, you like oh that's that's Silk Spectre too. That's why I was really confused when I was watching, like, cause I I didn't read. I, I mean, I saw the, the Zack Snyder Watchmen. I didn't read yeah. the books. So, I read. So, I read, my, so my, the way I interpreted Watchmen was like those dark, they're darker superheroes. Nah, that's a. And so when I saw that's the a, trailer for the HBO show, I was very confused. And that's I'm like, man, we're we're getting into like political things. And that's a crime to me. I think that. Snyder can make a great adaptation of the boys, hmm. but the boys is also just dark superheroes. That's that's pretty much all the boys is. Mm-hmm. Dark superheroes are created by a company, mm-hmm. and yeah, Watchmen is just there's more nuance to Watchmen. The reason why that fucking trash ass, the Killing Joke didn't work. I think people missed the point of the Killing Joke. The the uh, animated adaptation. Yeah, yeah, that that one, that one missed. The- Alan, Alan Moore has a lot of nuance in his work and even the V for Vendetta. Like people miss the point of his work so much. You have to really just go in and mm-hmm. 
take time to deconstruct. It's not something that you could just like, hey, let me make this adaptation real quick. I'm not saying that I can do it better mm-hmm. than any of these guys, but also I took time to, and also I'm not, I'm, I'm not under the pressure of any studios. I take the, I took the time, like, hey, I took me the first time I read Watchmen. I was like 18. I finally got the point of it the summer before the TV show came out. I finally started. I read it again. I said, oh, this is not supposed to be them niggas ain't got no fucking action sequences or anything like they're just fucking cathartic they're cathartic murderers that's why they banned them and the world was not any the world was not any better or worse without them that's kind of what the whole point of watching is they're doing it for their own reasons the world is not better the person that had any form of points had to fucking kill three million people <laughs> to do it to, to make the world a better place had to, had to yeah. kill three million people in new york yeah and even them, like, I, you could tell, and that's da- that's Damon Lindelof. He's fucking phenomenal. If you guys haven't seen, um, he was part of the early run of Lost. Really? Yeah, that's Damon Lindelof. Dope. He's part of the early run of Lost. That show was a hit. Yeah, before it went fucking nuts and shit. That's yeah, he was part of that run where you were, like, interested and keep going down the rabbit hole. But after him working on Lost, I could tell he wanted to just make Watchmen just his own thing. Say, hey, no, this is it. Cause an old boy, I figured about episode three. I said, I said, hold up, whoever this, I said, whoever Black Manta is, I said, that's fucking um, I said, that's Doctor Manhattan. I said, this nigga here. I said, so Who? I didn't see HBO Max. I didn't. I mean, I said, but he, I didn't. He, he's, he's not a good actor to me. Was he good in? Was he good in Watchmen? <laughs> Be honest, because he was bad as Black Manta. And, but in his defense. I don't know if they told. Uh, I don't he know was, if they told him to be over the top like that. He was good. <laughs> I mean, Here's what I'll say: This right, it's just this. It's so. It was just so wild to see him turn into Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> I was distraught for that whole episode. I said, "Wait a minute, who?" I said, "Who the?" Because f-? the way anytime so I, does he have like all the power and stuff like he did in? Yeah, he just. But remember, Doctor Manhattan was never big for using his powers for anything, really. Yeah. Because his whole Doctor Manhattan's thing. You never read the book, have you? Uh, uh-uh, no. So Doctor Manhattan's whole thing is that. He sees himself, people want him to be God. He said, I'm not God. He said, I'm just a person that can see the strings of everything. Mm-hmm. So they do a really good job of having him. Remember that one scene where Billy Crudup in the movie, he would like just, he would like just start stating off random times. Yeah. They try to make it seem like he's experiencing, experiencing things at once. They did this one thing in the show where he'd be having a conversation with somebody. And this conversation, he's letting them know. He said, hey, he, he said you just take up. He said, wait a minute. He said, you know my granddaughter? He said, I'm talking to her right now. And they're like, what the fuck? They said, no, nah, I see time. Like, I don't see time linear, lin- linearly. I see time all at once. He says, so I'm currently talking to you, but I'm also talking to her 30 years in the future. Hmm. They do a really good job, like, explaining how Dr. Manhattan sees things. So once you get past him being Dr. Manhattan, you ain't got to fucking see his face no more. Because <laughs> when he was in the blue, I said, bro, they had, he was blowing his shit. Was, it, oh, was the effects good or was it like? It was good effects, but I'm like, it's still Black Manta. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm clearly still looking at Black Manta. Like, <laughs> just blue. Just blue as shit, bro, for no reason. That was just the wildest shit for me to look at. Oh, man. But it was, they did a really good job with it. But once he came back to... Um, his first episode of him appearing as Black uh, as um uh Doctor Manhattan, they did the Wizard Kelly thing. He was clearly painted blue, but you never Wizard, saw his face Wizard because Kelly. The whole thing was he wanted to be with Regina King's character. He fell in love with her. 
And his one thing that he really wanted from that was um, he said, okay, if I need a human form. So she found the dead body in the morgue when she was in Vietnam because she was born and raised in Vietnam. And they found a dead body that ended up being Black Manta. Whatever. Who the fuck? I don't. I, I keep. I don't. I always fuck up his name, so I'm just never gonna say his name. I'm just gonna call the nigga Black Manta. <laughs> they found his body, and he turns it to him. So he gets. He himself is a pretty good actor, but it's just when it's something that it's supposed to be outside of who he is as a person, it just throws you off because you remember he's old boy from um, the Get Down. Oh, he also he also got another movie coming. Um, he was in the. the the trial of the Chicago Seven. What is he doing? He doing Candy Man, something like that. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Watching him and shit is kind of weird, bro. Because remember, he was in Us. You didn't see Us, did you? Yeah, I saw Us. Remember you the? Maybe me, me watch Us. Remember Lupita's dad? Yeah, that was him. Oh, yeah. He was pretty good in that. Like that when you don't know it's him, he's really good when at you it. Don't know it's him. <laughs> when you know it's him. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> but we we so we're doing a special review. We're supposed to be reviewing Hot Fuzz. Yeah, that yeah. You're reviewing Hot Fuzz, um, because I asked you randomly because something made me want to watch it again. I said, "Yo, have you seen that shit?" You said, "Yeah." So I said, "Yeah." I remember. I think it came out with like oh seven. Yeah, we were I fifth think grade. I saw it. I probably. I think I saw it like twenty ten ish. I didn't see it. I, I saw. I saw late. I was probably. I think I saw it like 2013 or 2014. It was on TV. Ten ish. And how do you feel about that movie in hindsight? Now that we can take so away the fact that looking back at first of all, I told you like I didn't. You know, back then I didn't really like keep up with directors and stuff. Yeah. So watching it again, like I told you, I was like, man, this really feels like, especially the scene where they were in the bar. And they were drinking and giving the money. I was like, man, this really feels like like an Edgar Wright type movie. And then you realize. Then I realized it was him. I was like, oh wow, that's cool. <laughs> I was like, that was really cool. But now nah, I, I I thought first of all, it was a lot more. It was a lot more funny than I remember. Like I mean, there were moments that just had me like dying. Because now that we're old, now that we're older, because our our humor as teenagers is very just out there, just in your face and stupid. Yeah. But there's something clever about Edgar Wright's comedy, even um the way he paces a joke. It's subtle. I think, and also his cuts make it something even funnier than yeah. it should be. When um, I re- I was watching, and I said, "Damn, what's this bright light?" I said, "Oh, the fucking light shined on his braces." <laughs> and he just came and said, "How old are you?" He said, "When's your birthday?" I said, first of all, all you have to do is be eighteen in the UK to drink." So I'm like, "Bro, you guys are like sixteen, seventeen years old. Just just say two years older than your birthday." <laughs> Cause nah. my my rule of thumb, even if I happen to, cause I never got carded, cause I was always with chicks. But if they were ever asking for my Flex. birthday, if they were asking for my birthday, um, uh, I would just say, what if I'm 19? I just say two years above. Slight flex of what my actual birthday was. I feel like that was just normal for people to do. Nah, <laughs> but yeah. Them, you could tell they were so fucking young, and he heard his voice crack. Huh? <laughs> 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 but. I forgot how crazy this movie gets. Yeah. Because, first of all, I remember watching Shaun of the Dead was violent. See, I didn't see Shaun of the Dead. You should. It's really funny. Shaun of the Dead. Hot Fuzz is better, but Shaun of the Dead is like classic. Really? Yeah. Hot Fuzz is a better movie. I've heard of Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead is really funny, but as far as like filmmaking and like him getting to his bag, he's better at Hot Fuzz. Oh. And also, I think the 
the cam if if you know UK actors, the cameos are fun. Like Timothy Dalton, he's a former James Bond. He was like one of the villains. Mustache dude, that was him. Yeah, like the match. I love how he does a smile, and that's in his uh photo. He has photo frames on the wall. He gets the same exact smile. Timothy Dalton. Yeah, he was in the he was I, in some of the James Bond movies well, in the eighties. Well, I I I recognize him right off the bat because. He starred in the greatest Looney Tunes movie ever. Looney Tunes back, back in action. action. He sure was in that movie. He was. And he played Damon Drake, a spy. <laughs> but nice plug. All I feel we still need to we still need to review that movie, by the way. Which one? Looney Tunes back in action. Oh yeah. But watching this movie, man, I like how there's sound logic behind because in in any other it's supposed to be a parody of a cop movie. Uh-huh. In any other movie, Simon Pegg's character, which Simon Pegg is fucking atrocious in everything he's in. So I, I don't I, I don't I don't know if it's the, I don't know if it's the fact that he's ugly or the fact he can't <laughs> or, I don't know what it is about him but he's I, atrocious in everything I, that he's in. I, I I this is probably the most I enjoy him in a film ever. Like and it, and it was by like halfway in because like you said it's a parody of like a normal cop. Yes. So I'm thinking like okay he's gonna be one of these you know he's gonna be that you know hardcore. But you know, he's a by the books guy. By the books cop, but and but he was just really funny in it, man. I was just like. I was just like, and, and the, oh boy, he was playing off of. I mean, they were they played really. They worked. Really oh, him good. and Nick Frost, they're they good. They're good together. They work. Really they do this well other movie together. called um, At World's End or some shit like that. The end of the world. They did that after Scott Pilgrim. That's also really good. But this is my god, watching Simon Pegg. I told you, I I, he's, I I didn't realize the Haiti guy until after I saw. He's not he's not fit for American audiences. I can't realize. Like I saw that mission, Mission Impossible. I go on Twitter and like everyone's like Mission Impossible is good, but not Simon. I was like, oh man. Yeah, he's not he's not meant for American audiences, and I think it works for Shaun of the Dead because Shaun of the Dead became a cult classic after premiering after airing on Comedy Central like crazy. But man, for when his when their movies start crossing over more and more, especially like with Hot Fuzz, Edgar Wright, bruh, like. Oh, yeah, because Hot Fuzz is actually like his first real American hit. That shit made damn near over a hundred million dollars worldwide. This is 07, um, it only had twelve million dollar budget. Um, you know what movie I'm trying to think of? The, um, his next one, Scott Scott Pilgrim. That, that that wasn't even a hit. I'm saying, what year is that? 2010. 2010. Okay. Yeah, Scott Scott Pilgrim became a cult hit because now that one did. That one. Yeah. And again, 2010 was also a good year for action movies. And comedy, so Scott Pilgrim kind of just went under the radar. Um, but yeah, I was uh, yeah, watching, watching uh, Hot Fuzz, and Scott Simon Pegg comedic timing. He's great. Yeah. He's great, but bruh, it's just he. I don't think he translates well to our audiences like that. But his logic of who being the murderer was is very sound. Mm-hmm. But he was way off on what was really going on. <laughs> and he said he thought it was about some real estate shit. And he said, nah. And then you find out, like, hey, yeah, so we want to keep the perfect town perfect. So if anybody tries to disrupt that or figure out what we're doing, yeah. we got to kill them. It's funny. When I got to, when you start finding out, like, it's the neighborhood watching all of them, I was sitting there, I was like. If you go back and really watch, there's certain things that's done in this movie. When Simon Pegg is like at this at that party for the first time, like he's like scoping things out. You peep old boy and old boy in the background is like moving a lot, but you're not noticing it if you don't pay attention to it. That's what that only Edgar Wright does. Like the dude with the glasses, he's like moving around like crazy. He has like this really look on his face, but you're not peeping him. Even things he's saying, going back and watching, I watched it twice this week. 
a second time watching it, he's saying some mad sinister shit, but you're not you're not you're not noticing it because yeah, no. you're thinking that it's Timothy Dalton, which it is. It is partially Timothy Dalton. So that's, I was gonna say. So when 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 you kind of when it, when you start thinking when it starts leaning towards if Timothy Dalton's gonna be back, I was sitting there thinking I was like, because when the movie first start, you're like, oh, he's the bad guy. Oh yeah. Like so when it, it kind of started like he had played a part in, you're like, okay, well, man, Edgar Wright. That, I mean, I was really on the nose. And then he hits you with the twist. You're like, oh. That it was, um, you thought it was like, you know, I thought it was going to be like some real estate shit. It was like, no, we want to keep this perfect town. Yeah. We want to still be the perfect town. So, so, and they said, you wonder why there's no murders, but there's like a lot of accidental deaths. And they said, huh? They said, shit. There is one, oh my God, that one scene where, bruh, that was so, as much as I watched gory movies. Which one, when, he, when they killed the, when they pushed this thing off the off. Oh, yeah. That was hard to watch, yeah. man, because his body kept moving and shit. Yeah. I was like, I don't flinch as much horror movies as I watch. I don't flinch anymore like I used to. Must be nice. As long as... Keep it away... the floors. Keep like, it oh. away from the neck. And I can't I don't do know. I'm, you I, told me that. Yeah, your, and your fear of getting the neck cut. Yeah, my neck cut. And also, if you hear my last episode, I have this fear of like, getting my Achilles sliced. <laughs> what the heck? I mean, I guess I understand. I I, don't, I just don't feel like that's common enough of a thing to have a fear of, bro. You know, you fear first of all. You know, I'm irrational. So like, like some people are scared of spiders. Some people are scared of like snakes. And you're like, man, I'm kind of scared to get my Achilles slip slit. slit. I'm not going. To, I'm not doing a deep dive into this conversation again. I've talked about this before in another episode. I, I don't want to deep dive. I don't want to. I don't want to know the history behind why you're you're afraid to get your Achilles. No, my logic is set. My logic is sound and simple. You saw KD pop his, and you were like, "Man, look, no, like that was before then." <laughs> I've always just so what happened was I didn't. There's a movie behind it. I saw. Um, I can't remember if it was one of the Texas Chainsaw movies or Hostel. Yikes! And it did that to keep one of their victims from running away. Yikes! So that ever became, since then, you were like, oh, "Nope." Yep. I don't know. I know fear, and that's that is it. Just so if I walk around, I was like walk around the shoes in my house <laughs> if I'm like by myself. <laughs> We walk around some high tops, boy. He be like, "You can't have my Achilles." <laughs> Enough with this damn. We, this not gonna be a running joke. But yeah, so the neck cut. So when they stabbed the old girl in the um throat, yeah, at the at the floors, that was hard to watch. But man, normally when somebody's head smashes, you think I thought his whole body was just gonna collapse. Uh-huh. The fact that he just sat there on his head and he just kept moving, I said, "Ugh," like. But then again, his logic made sense because he could teach, knew how to trace every one of these things back. Yeah. But he's like, oh, so what? they said, why'd you kill the florist? Oh, she's like the greatest florist ever. She was talking about moving. We didn't want her bringing those secrets to anybody else. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, it, it really went. Like, it, it really went to some trippy stuff. Because like I said, you thought it was going to be your typical cop. Yeah. Somebody's, somebody's like, you thought the real estate folk were going to be the bad guys. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, this is going like, you know, he's got to uncover that. But when he started getting to the neighborhood, when they're out there and they got the black hoods on, and they're yeah. like this cold. You're like, oh, my God. There was, um, and even with Timothy Dalton's character, they set it up to the fact that he can move so fast because he, he runs marathons. Yeah. So he's like better stamina than anybody in the city. And even when you first meet him, which is very creepy, by the way, he runs up on him and said something about slashing something. He said, you ready, so you ready for the slashing of these prices? <laughs> I'm just saying. I said, hold up. That's creepy. <laughs> the dudes, um, the actual head of the police, the police chief, he says this one thing. He says, there was somebody like you who came before, but he just couldn't handle the stress. And you realize when he finds dead bodies that he killed him. 
So he pretty much the other person that came before him was. Oh, I didn't put that together. Yeah, yeah the person that came yeah. before him also figured it out, but they killed him. So that's why, <laughs> <laughs> that's what they said. Hey man, relax. Like you get easy. I tell you, the part was funny, man. Was when, when they thought that mine was about to blow up. <laughs> when I talk about Edgar Wright and these pay, Edgar Wright and these callbacks and payoffs because they kicked it. So a lot of people don't really know how minds really work. Minds kind of do work like that. Yeah. So they thought just hitting it, it's not. They thought just tapping it, yeah, hitting it was was gonna like blow it up. But no. So what so happens was like sea mines. You have to like touch one of the the, the, the spikes. Yeah. You have to touch one of the spikes. So it turned. So they thought it was gonna blow up and nothing happened. It's ironically, deactivated. <laughs> they thought it was deactivated, but ironically, the one person that didn't die from an accident. I mean, the, um, the one person that wasn't murdered. And the movie died from an accident. Because <laughs> he, he fell under the shit. He hit it. And sea mines are catastrophic. So I guess you don't think too much about it. First of all, not only would Simon Pegg be dead. Everybody else in that fucking area should be dead by that. By that yeah. Point. Yeah. Because that thing was big. They should all be dead at that point. At least yeah. for my thoughts. Yeah. I'm trying to think. There was, um, there was a, when they were watching the movies. And something had just blew up, or something blew up, and then they used the part. But then, like, the screen flashed to when he was watching Bad Boys Two, and it was like shit just got real. I was like, oh wow, like that was just a cool little moment. I like one of those things about um, I keep calling him Nick Frost. Is Danny, Danny, because he's not from the city. He, because they're watching American movies, and America's like hyper, 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 like violent. Mm-hmm. And there's like this thing they never talk about the fact like all the paperwork. They have the whole scenes and montages of them doing paperwork after yeah. some shit happens. <laughs> and so all the things that Danny would thought would have been so cool for them to do in a cop in like a cop setting of danger from his movies, they end up doing it. The getting the guns going on the, the going on the shootout. Riding on that horse was funny. <laughs> the fact that one thing that I didn't notice until why, because I, I was confused. So, yo, I said, aren't all these niggas chasing after you? How'd you like get into the police? Like into the police station. I said, oh yeah, they're all so fucking bored there. They don't give a shit about who walks in, <laughs> who walks out. Cause nigga turns with the gun around. He said, he said, hey man, somebody left the voicemail for you. I said, bro, are y'all not supposed to be like, go get this nigga? Somebody left the voicemail. Like this movie is so silly. Nah, it, it was, it was, that was, that was a fun rewatch. Cause I probably want to rewatch that one on my own. So when I was watching it last night, I was like, oh wow. Yeah, that was a really funny movie, that was man. A really funny movie. I think movies like that ushered in for like Zombieland and. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Oh, I finally watched Zombieland too. Oh. Uh, it's not bad. Sorry. It's pretty funny. Sorry. There's a new character in it. She's, she makes it f- fucking hilarious. Are you talking about a girl? Whoever's in the pink. Yeah, she's a she was a she was a Disney girl. She was great in that movie. Yeah. She, uh, I was watching some behind the scenes and um, she does a stick. So she ad libbed a lot of her lines. I can see that. So a lot of times she was ad libbing. You could literally. So if you watch the movie closely after I tell you this, she was breaking character a lot. Like I can see that. So she was so she was. And she's kind of she's kind of fine. Yeah, it's okay. I admit. Wait, wait, wait. Isn't she white? Hey, so she's kind of fine. Hold on now. What is she's happening kinda fine. here? She's kind of fine. That boy, Michael, be getting to you. <laughs> <laughs> he's, taking, he's taking all your love for black women. Oh, that's never going to go away. <laughs> <laughs> never that. 
Never that. <laughs> she was kind of. She's kind of bad though. Okay. She's kind of bad. Um, it's one of those things. It's kind of like Amelia Clark. Like she's fine in that role, but you see her in real life, you're like, eh, I don't see the appeal. Because <laughs> 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 Amelia Amelia Clark is fine as shit to me in Game of Thrones, but then when I see her in like Solo, she, she was at a Houston game. She was at a Rockets game. Yeah, I was like, like I was like, eh? I was like, I guess. That's how I felt about old girl in um Zombie Land. Because so pretty much, what happens is him and Emma Stone. Well, she's better. She's clearly better looking than Emma Stone. Emma Stone's not. Emma Stone's not cute to me at all. Do ever. This, man. Emma Stone has a cult following, man. She's not cute. Stay away, man. Don't, look, she's not. There's some unspoken things that we all know, but we don't say. Bruh, first of all, I had them. I had them Ezra Miller fans in my mentions, and I blocked all of them. I said, "Bruh, the fuck out my face." <laughs> Why were Ezra Miller in your mentions? Because I said the nigga was like a terrible Flash, and they all fa- they they found my mentions and just kept posting Ezra Miller gifts. And I said, "All right, y'all are blocked." <laughs> Started posting Ezra Miller gifts as Flash. <laughs> I said, "You guys are blocked, bro. I'm not doing this with y'all." I said, I'm a grown-ass man. Oh, my goodness. That's funny. So, yeah. She's better looking than Emma Stone. She is. I'm trying to... Because I saw that movie, like, way back. She was Zombieland 2, right? Yeah, I'm trying to... So, they were in the White House. They did the thing. The girl was getting older. They were treating her like a little kid. Why did Emma Stone and... And Mark Zuckerberg break up. He wanted to um, marry her. Yeah, he wanted to marry her. She wasn't trying to get married. And she was, and she was talking about she marriage leads to divorce. I'm like, bitch, it's Ain't a fucking zombie apocalypse. So yeah, that nah, it was. I mean, it was it, it wasn't as good as the first one, but I didn't. I mean, it was it was it was it was solid. Let me see. Let me find. <laughs> that boy said to start blocking them. Yeah, that's her. Yeah, she's a. Uh, she comes. She's from, from something, bro. She's from, she's from. Well, she's a Disney Channel girl. I she, can't remember what show she's from, but she, uh, she, uh, she was on this. She's, she's she's from that. She's from the Disney Channel group. She's really. She was really good in that movie, though. Yeah, she, yeah, she was. I yes. thought she turned into a zombie. Yes, and it's that made no sense, by the way. Oh, she's, it's not at all because she, she was yeah. a zombie. She was a zombie. <laughs> Where her lips got white. Yeah, and she started throwing up. I said, "What the fuck?" Yeah. I said, "Damn, my nigga." I said, "My nigga." Uh, Oh, Zuckerlex finally got some new ass. Zucker, what did you call him? Zuckerlex. <laughs> he finally got some new ass after ten years, and then she had to turn into a zombie. Then she came. Then he could he could have had the sister wife thing going. The, relax. I feel like people would probably be more open to it too, huh? Seeing as though there was only like a mountain full of. Left. Apparently, she was in the Amazing Spider Man. Also, <laughs> she was in the deleted scene. Oh, okay. I'm about to say no. What was she in Disney? Sweet Life on Deck, I guess. Yeah, that sounds. That's oh, that's Maya. So I, I got sisters, guys. I got sisters. I got sisters, guys. First of all, first of all, that's Maya. I'm looking that's at who it. Is. I'm look- I, I couldn't. I knew I'd seen her before. Yeah, she played I'm, Zach's I'm, girlfriend. So I'm looking at this um this year that she was in Sweet Life on Deck. And you was watching this in 2010 and 2011. I told you guys, I have sisters. I do too, but I wasn't so, watching that. So people, shit. so people, there there was an era before like everyone had a TV in their room where like you had three TVs and one was in your parent room, one was in the living room, and one was your game TV. So when the my sisters would watch that, you know, I'd be in the room. You know, I ain't had no phone. I either be hooping or watching. She it. was in. Oh, she was in the movie Why Him? I guess that's how I remember her. Why Him? That's not familiar. The James Franco Brian Cranston movie. Uh, Oh yes, that was funny. I like that one. It was I? That was funny. He had the tattoo on his back. He said, "Say some cuss words." He said, "Oh yeah." 
What do you say, titties? She's nothing. She's not. She's really nothing that I've seen before, though. That's the crazy. Why him? That was yeah. It was another one. Sweet life on deck, NCIS, Colonel Mines, suspect behavior, oh, yeah, the ringer, switch that birth. That's what they do when they're trying to shake the Disney thing. They do like the like the NCIS. Dirty. She was in Dirty Grandpa. Never seen that movie. You never saw Dirty Grandpa. She wasn't it. She was Aubrey Plaza's friend. Wait a minute. Hold up. I've probably seen part of it. Dirty I Grandpa. Think, that's that movie. Zac Efron. I think this one the movie that was zero. That was one of the movie that's just like on, and I'm not paying attention to it. Yeah, she wasn't that. That was that. I don't. I don't know if that was a good one. I, I don't. I don't believe it was. But Robert De Niro and Zac Efron are pretty good. And Zac Efron uh, takes bad movies because he has nothing else. He's a. I mean, he's a, he's a good actor. He's got to be the good looking dude. He's, no, he's, he's a little more than that. Do you? Would you send for Aubrey Plaza? Okay, now I think I, now this girl kind of looks familiar. So yeah, I think I. I think would I, I see. Simp it. for Aubrey? I don't know. Aubrey Plaza might make. I feel like she might do some weird stuff, man. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, that's her. Aubrey Plaza is just like dry. She make you do some weird stuff, man. That's you. that's your man. That's your woman's love. No, it's no. Don't do that. That's you. Don't do that. That's you, bro. Don't do that. So no, you, sir. You you the, you the white woman king, bro. I don't know. Don't, don't do that. Don't don't. You are. Don't do that. Do that. Do that. You are. No, what sir. You mean, no, sir. 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 You got that Michael B. That's what we call it now. You just got the Michael B. Hell no! Nah. Instead of white, white feet, you just got Michael B. Get the fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> Y'all nigga, nigga, you, 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 you seen, you see who I work with. That, hey, look, yeah, that's a good point. You yeah. see, you, you seen. Y'all like how that's like his fourth flex of the day. Like they've been really subtle moments. He had an iPad flex. He, I don't know if you guys caught this, but when he was talking about you know getting drinks and just lying on his age, he said, "I've never gotten carded because I've always been with older women." We caught that. I like, didn't say older women. I said with women who were in college. Okay, they don't my, ID okay. women in college. Oh, I cannot believe this fool just did that. Okay, so he didn't say older women. He just said college age women. I was in college. Okay, no, he was. Okay, so what? He said never. Okay, all right, all right. So I just, it was just like if there was like a counter, if it was like a YouTube, we'd have like a a, a, flex, a flex counter. counter. It was like a picture of you like cheesing and just like they keep popping up at the bottom of the screen. What am I flexing about? Big flex. What am I flexing about? I respect it though. Respect. I'm just saying, you've seen the girls who I talk to. I've never I, talked to no white woman. I have. I ain't never talked to no white woman. Who? Who? You talking about the twin when I was 14? <laughs> In high school, nigga? We count those. Those don't count? The fuck? Hell no, nah, nigga. Sorry, bro. You got that Michael B. in you. It's okay. Not at all, bro. Go direct Creed 3. Nah, bro. <laughs> I found. I think I would end up shooting Michael B. If like we did that movie together. Yeah, it last like what, like a week in the filming. And I got like fight this nigga. He's like, bro, stop making stupid ass. He's like, Michael B. Act. He's like, I am. <laughs> Michael B. Act. I am. He doing like that little. That stupid ass face. He's just sitting there. Bro, give me something. I am. <laughs> I take the headphones out. Remember that episode of Boondocks where that nigga where she went through that chair and that one white dude and started to like <laughs> Me and Michael B get into it before the month is even over and I say y'all quit. <laughs> I said I don't know how y'all be working we with We see this on nigga. the news uh Samuel has left has left uh he's left the Creed three due to creative differences. You know, Samuel released a press statement saying it had nothing personal to do with anybody other than Michael B. Then niggas gonna start conspiracies about Michael B. Probably stole my chick. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's when niggas gonna get in their bag. Talking about yo, this nigga. 
See, nah, he got the flexes. I ain't, I ain't shit compared to this nigga. Yeah, I'm nothing. Whoa, are you giving him compliments? He got bitches. Okay, respect, respect. <laughs> Things I aspire, actually. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing wrong with that. Respect. I aspire to have a collection of just women that would just throw themselves at me. I feel like that's an aspiration. I, I, I feel like that's a worthy that's goal. A, I mean, like. That's an aspiration. I ain't shit. I ain't got none of that. That's a goal. And you have, like, one of those, like, you know, when people are raising money and so they have the big old <laughs> thermos that they fill in. So every time you get a new one, you just, like, scribble some more in until you, you get to your goal. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 100 admire. Woo! It's like when I wanted to be, um, I remember Nick's putting on me, talking. I said, you got, so you said, bro, like, Bobby Brown is a spirit animal. I said, how? That's, that's tough. That's, that was wild. You have this. to fight someone that tells you that. Like, I, you can't I, let no one, you can't let nobody come up to you and be like, man, you know what, man, on the cool, bro, you got, you got, Bobby Brown is your spirit animal. Like, you have to fight them. On, bro. Like, you I, cannot let them walk away from that conversation. I was ready to, like, fuck this nigga. Yeah, <laughs> and then snort some coke after. <laughs> like, you gotta do both. I was like, shit, nigga. I said, first of all, ain't nobody throwing themselves at me like that. <laughs> uh, Not yet, at least. There you go. Maybe one day. I don't know. Wait, we, what's our? Uh, was that our last? Yeah, that's the last topic because we do we fucking gotten hot. Yeah, watch Hot Fuzz, guys. Hot Fuzz is good. It's really good. Yeah, really watch really that. Good. Edgar Wright is good. Phenomenal man. I love that man right there, Edgar Wright. <laughs> He's the reason that Ant Man was good. I've been telling you. I told you that. I told you that. Ant-Man and the Wasp is not good. And you know why? Because they gave Peyton Reed the whole movie. When I I told you that. When I did um when I did my recent uh MCU rewatch. I told you. And I was like, the eh. first Ant-Man, you can clearly tell Edgar Wright's hand. He wrote it. All over that. The, even the Ant-Man effects. The, from the effects to the jokes and everything. I said, the only thing that's missing is his cinematography. His hand is all over. And even there's still moments, like, for example, when he's it's small kinda, in the bathtub. Yeah. Like, moments like that, when he's when he think he fell in, like, some disco rooms and with the colors and everything. The way it's cut. The way it's edited. Yeah, it's just it's just not. It doesn't have. It's edited like Edgar Wright, but it doesn't have his cinematography. Right. And it is edited all. Then the second one comes, and it's Peyton Reed's movie, and it stinks. And people, people were surprised that they didn't get Peyton Reed the fucking I, Fantastic Four movie. I when, applauded. When, I said, when he didn't get the Fantastic movie, I almost I I, I looked like Holly Berry at the Oscars. You know how I looked? I looked like LeBron when he did the Cleveland. This is for oh you. Oh my! I look like Jordan on the Father's Day championship, bro. I'm just sitting there like I'm hyped because oh. I'm hyped because I think when you're looking at and clearly, I think what they're gonna do with Fantastic Four, they're gonna go back in time. Ooh, Fantastic Four. I said, ooh. I think that's what they're going to do when they go back in time and like they got stuck in a negative zone or some shit. If you're going to have anybody do that to do into the 60s, first of all, you need you either need Brad Bird or you need you need somebody who's done a back in time movie. Brad Bird got two of them things. Well, three if you count Incredibles 2. That that was the only disappointment I had. I I really wanted him to do that movie. But if if you if it's between Brad Bird, if you can't get, if you're not going to get Brad Bird, John Watts is a really good replacement. Yeah, I know for sure. Like he he knows Call all for all you fucking Spider Man stands. He is good at knowing how to perfectly blend in the eighties B movies, the eighties B T movies, and Spider Man. He's good at that. Yeah, he's good. That's why I love those movies so much. Uh, my 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 only thing was like, I I kind of like when each property has like a different director. Um, only because you know it just kind of makes it kind of makes all everything feel like something different. You know what I mean? That's like so. That's why the in-game Infinity War kind of. I mean, even though they're big scale movies and all the directors work on it, like you can tell they're Russo movies because uh, they kind of look they look like Civil War. Yeah. 
So that, just, that with was, big, just with bigger budgets. Just with bigger budgets and, you know, a lot more color. But um, that was the only reason I was like, oh, okay, John Watts. But, I mean, as far as the director, he's a good director. I mean, I love the Spider-Man movies. He's going to be done. And it, it's very clear. Now, the word on the street, now the rumor is that the Russos might come back for Holland's next trilogy. That's the word on the street. If you want... Um, I Here's one thing I need from the Russos. And they have it in them. I think they want to be more clean cut for... I think Feige wanted more clean cut for the Avengers. Uh-huh. Just very... It pushed boundaries, but it, they played it safe. Here's what I want from the Russos. Uh, I told you Jake was in the... Jake just got into community. A lot of community's best episodes are directed by the Russos. Yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> I need them to lean more into that, like a perfect blend of serious comedy. And when Community gets into their like into their um into to the homage bag, they're great at it. Well, I I think they will. Uh, Spider Man's their dude. Yeah, like that is their character. And so let I, me write it, guys. Nah, we can't let write <laughs> Please, it, God, let me write something. Damn it. Nah, man, you gonna blow it up. Hell no, nah, that's only for the fucking Star Wars. That's only I'm, I only want to blow things up for the Star Wars fans that are, that just get pissed off at everything. You gonna blow it up. I love you guys. I love I love the prequel guys. I appreciate that, man. The prequel because the prequel guys. I, I realized we just love our movies. I realized man. the pe- I realized the people the prequel fans weren't the ones that were going crazy stupid on the Last Jedi. No. It's some other niggas. It's the, it's the original the original trilogy fans haven't liked anything. They don't like and it's yeah like I have my issues with actually I have, I have issues with a lot of Star Wars movies. From a, so, from a from a filmmaking standpoint, yeah, though. I was about to say like from a filmmaking. I mean, that's understandable. But like I always say, like I don't think like Return of the Jedi is a, a well made film. It's not, but it has you know great Star Wars moments. So, yeah, that's why it's just like if I were to do something, I just want to piss off the original trilogy fans that much. That's scary. See, we can't have it. we live in we live we live in a world where they storm the Capitol. You, you blow up Star Wars, man. I'll be at your house. Oh God! I'm like, what happened to that dude, Sam? Well, he be at the bottom of a lake somewhere, <laughs> buried in a Yoda costume. <laughs> I'm ready, like I'm ready, like a motherfucker too. Oh man, that is so. Dumb. I would see. I would be like Ryan Johnson. I give it two fucks. All right, he doesn't care. He does not care. <laughs> man, at you, all. You're gonna have a photo of me and him high five. <laughs> I, I tell him. you, I think the unfortunate thing. I've always said the unfortunate. Thing. It's just Finn. I well, no, I was gonna say I wouldn't have gave him Last Jedi. I just would have given him his own trilogy. He's good. With his own characters. He's really he's good. Because he's a good director. And good writer. He's really yes. solid. And even, I like I liked his notions about wanting to exploring what would hurt the audience. I like that because when you're taking the care into something that, when you're taking care into something that you want to just tell a really great story. See, yeah, I think, I think that would work. I think it just works better if he had did it like. With his, his own. Coach. Because what it hurts is like, he's saying that. But we're we're in a sequel trilogy that's literally tying so hard to the original trilogy in a movie that was really in a movie that that precedes that comes after a movie that was literally a remake. Supposed to be, yeah, of, and so so I think that's why I think that's why it, it's it's like it's, I think if he took that same concept in his own let's say he did like a High Republic trilogy, yeah. I think it would be received. He'll be yeah, they'll be like so, going crazy. I think it's just so hard because he, he's doing because he, he has the right. I, I'm all for you know doing different things and stuff. You know, I mean, well. Except the Palpatine thing, but I'm all for like new ideas. I just think it's hard because that trilogy, it's like leaning it's so hard into on the original, trying to tell you like, trying to help you figure out what happened with the original characters and stuff like that. And the first movie's all about nostalgia and da da da, and the movie right after it is all about trying to give you that feeling you had when Return of the Jedi happened. And so it's like his movie just kind of like, it's like. It's like I don't want to. I don't want to say it's like screw nostalgia, but it is. It's kind of like you know you, you can't hold on to nostalgia, 
and a trilogy that's built entirely upon giving you that feeling you had watching the original. That's why I don't mention the prequels that well because yeah. they're, they're not even catered. I don't even feel like they're catered toward prequel but, fans. Like oh, that. for sure. But I think when people say that like he broke the lore, I think they're just over exaggerating. Because I was like, there's nothing lore wise that he broke. Nah, he didn't, he didn't break the lore. Like they say, like he broke the lore. He broke stars. Like nah, he didn't break Star Wars. It's just he didn't break he's lore. not what the original trilogy fans wanted. And to me personally, as somebody that I grew up in. My dad was a big fan of the original trilogy. I liked the prequels growing up. Um, I, I was—I just wanted something new. Yeah, and so I, just, I didn't. I didn't I, that's, why, that's why I think Disney did him a disservice. Yeah. I didn't want anything that was leaning to. I didn't, truthfully, I didn't want anything leaning too hard towards anything. I didn't want it leaning too hard towards the original trilogy. I didn't want it leaning too hard towards the prequels. Yeah. I wanted something that story was done. You could have them make cameos to usher in those new characters. Yeah. Like it's just like hey, like a little cameos to just like hey, here's baton guys, it's your time to go have yeah. the fuck, rest of the fucking niggas retire. Yeah, but I don't think that Luke should have been the basis around that story. I don't. Think yeah, I've always been. told you I, what's hard is I was disappointed when it was when it was a uh, I found out that Kylo Ren was actually their son. I was I don't tell many people that at really? all. Really, I didn't know that when uh, he first took off the helmet. And it was haunting and haunting them. And you find out that he was their son. I was like a little disappointed. I said, "Oh, so this is what we're doing." Well, I, I told you where, 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 where that trilogy fails, like the whole trilogy fails, is that they're trying to continue a story of characters we're done with. Like we don't want to see them anymore. Like their stories have ended. You know what I mean? And so when you start getting into like Han is him and Leia are divorced because he's back being a scalper. You're just like you can do a lot. With that, You're just like, but okay. then you also find out that he, the reason he also left Leia was because of what happened with Ben. So I'm just like, bruh, that's why I just things like that made me roll my eyes a lot. If it wasn't for Adam Adam Driver, I would have fucking hated him. Yeah, that's why. That's why. That's why so I, I really, I, I think the most disappointing thing is I think Ryan Johnson had the right idea in the wrong trilogy, and if they had gave him just like his own thing to do, I think he would have just like really, really nailed it. Oh, easily, really nailed it, easily. I think that's because I don't know if people's upset so much. Oh, I guess when you say Lord, but I think it, it's really what he does with like the characters, and so like you're he, you're playing a dangerous game when you touch Luke. Like it just, I mean, that's just the reality of it. Yeah, um, I just be me personally. I think that I think that uh, they clear now. Clearly, JJ want to do one thing, but as far as telling the story, now him throwing the lightsaber is kind of od, but. He did like what, nah. You got to me. You got to you got to keep the lightsaber throw. That, that is, was that is so, that was that was funny as that fuck. That is so fun. Especially, he took that whole. He, especially when you do a rewatch of the two like back to back. So but, literally, because it's so clear, the first one is like you think Luke's about to start flying now that he has the lightsaber in his hand, and the move the next one he comes, he just like. I think what makes it. I think what hurts it is because, <laughs> ironically, it's because of Hux. Because the movie starts out with a yo mama joke. <laughs> the movie starts out hitting us with a yo mama joke. <laughs> and them niggas, they doing hugs dirty. I said, in the beginning of the movie? <laughs> yo, Ryan Johnson ain't get two shits about Luke, that nigga. Luke chunked the... Like, I, I remember I, I tweeted that and like so many people were like... Swore. I was just like... I was like, say what you want. Luke chunking the lightsaber is like hilarious. People are texting. It's like Luke when they're. I was like, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm and it's crazy. Saying, I, I'm just saying in the context of the. So movie, and they're saying that funny. Luke would never like Luke is 30 years removed from. Well, yeah. He's 30 years removed, so you don't. We we haven't seen his character in over 30 years. We don't know what happened to him. See, like like I've always told you, I do. For me, I didn't mind Luke being in that point. Yeah. I I just never felt like the reason 
They got what the, yeah, the reason the reasoning was like I think they should have done they should have came up with a better reasoning. That's for right. It. I, I I thought that is what why him being like that didn't work for me because if if you're gonna make a character's like I always call him, I just I like Kylo Ren. He's like a knockoff Vader. Yeah. Like if you're gonna make a character like Vader, then that's not as good as Vader. Then why would Luke respond so differently? Like to the point where he's like, "Oh, I feel the evil. I have to kill him," as opposed to with his dad, who was the evil. Yeah, and he didn't. Um, so that's why I always said that. I don't yeah, mind re- if he's a hermit. I don't mind that. It just yeah, just gotta give me a reason. I believe I, him I, to go to that. I do. Truthfully, I do actually like him being a hermit a lot uh, because it's one of those things where we always talk about. A lot of movies touch on about meeting your idols and they're not who you thought they were. Yeah, and it takes you as a character having to. Um, the main it takes you as the main character having to inspire your idol again to that was like truthfully I like that portion of it like he mm-hmm. he became had to Luke, accept failure he be, he accepted failure he became the Luke Skywalker we thought like and even what I'm thinking of in my mind this at least to me when you're a bit when you're a, when you master the craft not just a master with a pad one but you're the ultimate master he was I don't think that you're in that place with the understanding of the force and the light and the dark to where you need to use a lightsaber anymore that's to me though. Okay. So when he hits the final battle, no one dies anymore. Once he shows up on that whatever fucking planet it is that looks like Hoth. Yeah, the no salt one, planet. Yeah, the salt planet. Like, notice, like, no one dies anymore. Yeah. He didn't even need to, he didn't even go on the offense. He, he just, he just distracted Kylo enough. Yeah. Like, and also, I like the. When I started realizing, I knew what was gonna. I knew exactly what's gonna happen when they started doing this thing where they drag, where they were dragging the, uh, whatever on the salt planet to in this like peering red. Here's how you know I was. I watched. I was in film class too much. I knew exactly. I was in film class. I knew exactly. I said, okay, so you have this a lot of this red that's juxtap- that's juxtaposed to this white, and we know one thing. At least that I've known, the reason that you have, in the, at least in film, a lot of scenes. Gore wise work well when they're done in snow, like Fargo. When somebody dies, somebody died in the movie that Fargo. Reds in the snow. Yeah, the Reds in the snow, or even Kill Bill One. Those scenes, from a cinematography standpoint, work very well because you have the red on the on the white. So when I'm seeing the red it's crossed up on the white. I said, okay, I'm seeing in my mind where this goes. So he hits him with the slice and the reds and, <laughs> and the reds on the ground. I said, this nigga's a holler. I said, this nigga's a force projection. <laughs> I knew exactly. <laughs> I knew it was <laughs> Bro, that's why people like people like, man, what if he spoiled movies for you? Like he do. I say, bro, I promise you, nothing at this point ever surprises me in a movie anymore. Yeah, that's where I, I oh I'm not I'm not to that level yet, but like well, what superhero movies, that kind of realm. I'm really good with like if a movie can surprise me, like in what it's doing, then like I'm genuinely enjoyed. Nothing surprises me anymore. I don't I don't it doesn't take me time to scary, figure shit man. out. It doesn't take me time to figure that's things not scary. out. Anymore. You don't be seeing a movie like, man, it'd be nice if I didn't know what was going on. Nah, because I appreciate the art of filmmaking. That's, that's at the point where I am in watching movies. I that's love, fair. I love the little nuances of films. I that's love fair. like the. I I care more about the interactions with characters. I care more about the little Easter eggs, the little the little details more now than I did back then. I feel, you. I feel. Because to fair. me, there's no original story. I've seen it all at this point now. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, ain't nothing that's gonna have me. Yeah. Like that's, the, what the, that's what the big studios are. That's what the big studios are saying. They said y'all seen it all. There's nothing originally. Worked. Like I've seen, like even when I react, the one time I reacted to the Last Jedi was actually during the um the for, the 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 light speed scene. Oh, when they Where, cut the ship. Yeah. Yeah. I, you hear me? And I said, God damn! <laughs> like everything's quiet. <laughs> everything's quiet. Like, very, be- very beautiful scene. 
Very. That's why I hate how people say that broke Star Wars. Oh, that's what people like, people like that scene broke Star. I said, no, it didn't. I said, because when they kept Lightspeed jumping like that, like crazy in Rise of Skywalker, it was never an issue. To me, that was more of an issue than... I was like, you can't do that. I was like, what is this? Like, back to back. Meanwhile, like... They were, like, skipping. Like, like skipping rocks. Yeah. Meanwhile, in The Last Jedi, they had they were limited to how many times they could do it. Because if they... I've always it, said, though, the big miss of that trilogy. Even though you come out... I, I always... I always, I always I, like, say what you want about like, I, I They set up an interesting premise for the third one. Where you should have made Kylo your big bad guy. Oh, bad. And then I always said, even if you want to do the redemption arc... You can do it as him and Ray trying to undo the mess that he caused. You know what I mean? Like something he did. I don't know whatever that is. And then him dying, you know, ultimately trying to stop what he had created. It's kind of like it's it's a reverse of what happened with Anakin. Yeah, where it's like. So everything kind of comes full circle. He went to be his grandfather and. His, and, he, and he suffered the same tragic fate. Well, not tragic fate, but, you know, uh, he never, redemption I, and death. As is, I thought. It, I, it's, I, but then once. um. He, and then you're having like you're having uh Ben who knows his grandfather as this master class of he understood the force and he didn't understand like the the light and the dark side of the force, and he wanted to be that, but he never knew what his grandfather went through to get to that point. So I think I think the third movie should have been him exploring that, like what really happened. Like as much as uh, I don't like hated Christensen, man. I don't like him in general. I don't. I don't like. I think he's fine in that trilogy, in the yeah, prequel trilogy. But after watching Jumper, after watching Takers, that nigga sucks. I hate everything about that man. Whatever other movie he did where he was alive, where he was awake during his surgery, I hate everything that he's in, bro. I don't think he works as. I don't think he works as a heartthrob. I don't think he works as anything. He's fine. He does not work in anything. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he's gonna, bro. I'm, try, I'm trying to tell you, bro. Like, there's nothing. I don't like his face. I don't like his acting. I don't like the way. I don't like. My biggest fear that he's gonna come back for the Obi. I don't even like the way he delivered. He's gonna remind everybody why they didn't like him. That's like my biggest fear. You underestimate my power. I say, bro, ease up, nigga. That's that's my biggest fear. I'm like, we finally reached the point where like we can accept him. So I'm just I'm just so I'm just so scared. I'm just I'm just so scared. Like he's him and Jake Lloyd, and it's gonna be like a renaissance of hating him. Because hey, Christensen, people don't understand. We talk about like Star Wars people that got letters. Hated. Like you can say what you Hayden want about Kelly Marie Tran. This is like Hayden Christensen he had a it bad. I I put him a lot of that Jake on George had it bad. Dialogue, right dialogue, and, and that was like pre Twitter. By the time he finally got got busy, it was too late. It was a third movie. But man. Like Liam Neeson did his best, and it's still Liam Neeson. You still have a uh, fucking what's her name, Natalie Portman. She did her best. She's a, she's a great actress. Yeah, Oscar winner, uh, Ian McGregor. He's great, but also they're top tier actors. Who the fuck is Hayden Christensen? Like you could have given me anybody else better than Hayden Christensen. I do not want to see that man back because I'm terrified. I don't want to. I don't want. I don't. 
but also fair enough, you know who I don't I, like either. I, I, I'm excited, but I'm like, scared I'm that we're gonna like in Ian 2021, like we're gonna have or 2022, like whatever. We're gonna have like a I've never uh, liked him. a comeback of hate. I think he worked he best bad. when Palpatine, because I think Palpatine to me worked best as in the original trilogy. They kind of really? pushed this idea that he Why? is beyond the Force. Like he's from as the beginning actor, of time. That's kind of how they always kind of made his. Even in the legends, really? they, they, that's kind of how it kind of went off as. When they do this whole senator thing, I don't think his acting is that well. To what's this? I think it's this thing. I don't think his acting itself is that well to um do that. Okay. You feel me? I don't think his I don't think his acting is that well to have to convince me like oh and I don't like the whole him being a senator thing either. I think I don't think he, well if he were doing the thing where if he had um yeah. uh what's it called if he had an apprentice who was the who was a senator doing it fine I don't think he works well That's as him being the senator I don't think that works at all to me That's just to me I don't because that just I don't I never like that. It just felt so weird from him going from being a senator to him being an emperor, and then you're because a lot of this okay. information you're finding out in the third movie. Interesting, I didn't know that. And I don't think it works that well. I think he should have been kind of like Yoda, kind of like um, Qui Gon, kind of like because uh, you have to remember, even you know he goes back far for this old nigga, Dooku, to be his for him for Dooku to be one of his apprentices. He goes back pretty far. Like I think these things do. And maybe again, I don't. I don't. I've never really seen. I've seen parts of Clone Wars. Maybe they go kind of deeper into the who Palpatine is <laughs> and him, whatever his ties to the Force. I'm sure we talk about the movies. I don't think he works to me as the Emperor. I, mean, I don't think he works as the Senator. Yeah. No, I don't think. I think. I don't. I, I think he only knows that. Uh, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah. I, think, I don't think it really. Expl- it's not in, in terms of Clone Wars. I don't think it's really explored. I think it's. Yeah, and that's why. And even the idea that he like, that he created Anakin from the Force. I think. Stuff like that. Even from then. I know he guys. I know. I don't think it works stories, as him being a senator because you can't have somebody who is this tied into, who is this powerful and that one with the Force, but then also give him humanity either. That's why. And also, everything that he does is just out of pure convenience. That's another shit I don't fuck with. He's like... Interesting. I don't know which is worse between well, him or Zuckerberg. Well, I think with that one, I think any anytime you, the people do... Anytime you do a movie where, like, somebody's pulling the strings in the back, like, I, I think those always, always come... Those always... always yeah, because like, even... Sucker. Yeah, so that was the best Zemo doesn't work for me either. Like, anytime, I don't think the, I don't even, like the clairvoyant enemy War, like, that is pulling some strings. I think if you have pulling the strings in the back, there's always need, a level. There's always a level you need like a you gotta be like, you gotta like, like they're back, all working okay, for like their own personal motives. I think those things work better. Whereas where every person has their own like individual motive, and that's how everything's kind of falling apart the way it is. But apparently, no. So what they want to do is it's supposed to be surface society. The original third was supposed to be surface surface society, and then they rewrote it's it at the last minute. War, did, but like, that's episode sixty one, guys. Well, I guess yeah. all your heroes are dead. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, 
Appreciate you having me on.